Welcome to yet another episode of the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast, a standalone fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Every week has its own little story, so you can drop in and out as you please and just listen to whatever you want, really. If a if an episode sounds like a fun time, then you can listen to it with no strings attached. Enough with the Pinocchio metaphors. Let's get on with the show. Joining us this week are Simmond. Hi, I'm Simmond. I am a level 14 druid. I am about eight feet tall and uh, quite hefty and uh, faintly blue, um, wearing some... Uh, some you know animal skin armor and uh you know leaves strung throughout my hair and uh oh i really really enjoy southern cornbread ice cream it's a specialty from back home next up we have jade hello i am jade jade is a 53 year old red-skinned black-eyed completely black with no white part in them black-haired horned you know normal retired Nicky Moy Town Guard. And she just yesterday had a lovely sit out on the patio with her wife eating some homemade ice cream. What flavor was it? There were little candied orange peels mixed into it. And last up, we have Willie. What's up, everyone? It's Willie, everybody's favorite dead boy. I'm very, very tall, very, very thin, but recently, Willie's been going through a little bit of a rebranding. This level 6 warlock, level 5 paladin, level 3 barbarian, shout out to my multi-classes out there, is a little bit stronger. He's got a new set of armor on. It's beautiful black scale mail. His curly hair no longer covers his eyes, but he keeps pulled back in a sort of messy lion's mane showing off his smoking green pits for eyes. Oh, and uh, he's a butter pecan boy. Oh, is that right? Okay. Well, funny we should mention you, Willie. Um, the, this adventure begins a little ways after Willie's birthday. So your birthday has been and gone, and the guild has provided you uh, three train tickets to anywhere on the on the train system. So, being the sort of person you are, you've you've let them go until the day before they expire. So, what you've done is you've just grabbed the only two people available in the guild hall at the time, and you've just wanted to see what was at the end of the track. So, you just hopped on a train just to see how far you would get. And after a while, the camera uh, fades in on a very creaky handcart as it pushes its way through the desert in Guasso, making its way up to what is effectively um, a, an old western town, old wild west town. And uh, the person pushing was incredibly old person, you know, big straw hat, uh, dungarees, no shoes, you know, the type. And for some reason, he's the only one. <laughs> you guys are all just sitting there enjoying the time. You're eating your favorite type of ice cream. And as a train, well, train handcart pulls up to the tracks, up to the station even, you 
see that this town does in, in fact seem completely abandoned. So when the um, driver throws you off the track because you have in fact reached the end of the line, you look around to see that uh, there's nothing going on whatsoever. There's a stray tumbleweed maybe making its way across the road. But other than that, nothing much. And the uh, the driver on his way out shouts back to you, I'll be back in three days or two days. I don't know. I'll check the union rules. Bye. Uh, goodbye. Thank you. And uh, Willie is like actively trying not to look at the other two. Because uh, so he'd never had a birthday before. Uh, so the whole thing was very weird to him. And he also hasn't been a lot of places that weren't directly work-related. Work being previous FBK episodes. Listen back for Willie. Um, so he didn't know where to go or what to do. And just panic chose end of the line. Because he thought it sounded cool and a little bit gothy. And now he's like, oh, I've made a horrible choice. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, just like sweating like looking at the camera with the other two behind him, trying not to admit that he just got them stranded in a ghost town for three days. <laughs> yeah, and sweating is right because it is really quite hot. Luckily, it's a dry heat, so not too not too muggy, but uh, it is getting towards sunset. So the sun is going low on the horizon um, as you wander throughout the town. So this town is built in a very classic Wild West fashion. So there's just one main road right down the middle. All the buildings are standing off to the side of it. Um, you've got, as you pass, you see things like a, a post office, a doctor's. Um, there's a saloon right at the far end. Um, but as you walk through this seemingly completely abandoned town um, towards sunset, you do notice one single light on in a building which is marked as the Curiosity Shop. Why does this story sound a lot like the movie House of Wax? <laughs> I don't know. I have not seen that film, so... So if there are any <laughs> weird crossovers, we can't get sued. <laughs> um, all right, well, what do you guys think? There's a light on. Should we go say hello? Yes, of course. Jade, yeah. I feel like you should lead here. Okay. I do have, like, plate armor on. It's probably not a bad idea. Well, I meant more for the air of authority. <laughs> oh, she did po-po. A guard knocking on your door. I mean, wouldn't that just encourage people to run out the back? <laughs> Depends on the person. I mean, probably. <laughs> well, okay. you're out to find out what sort of person is in this abandoned town, aren't you? Someone who loves civilization and society. Okay, so I walk up to the door in my plate armor with my red skin, completely black eyes and horns, and I bang on it because that's how I'm used to doing it from 27 years in the town guard. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. Okay, so as you slam into the doorframe, um, there's a shout from behind the door, um, which basically... Um, like almost immediately behind the door, actually. And the voice just says, No, please, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. 20 more minutes, please. 
okay. I walk away from the door and I tell my friends, they said 20 more minutes. Until what? Is it already? Okay, well, we don't want to be rude. Okay. Should... Maybe let's 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 explore the perimeter of this house. Are you suggesting that they would have fled from me? You never know. Uh, did we hear the person yelling? Like, was it loud enough, or was it more uh, at yeah. the door? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It w- it would have been faintly muffled, you know, obviously coming through a door. But yeah, you t- you definitely heard it. Um, sounded a sort of a panicked. Uh, a panicked voice, but also as you stand there in the street, you do hear a kind of a, a a banging noise on the other side, a kind of a almost as if someone is um, hammering something on the other side. Is there windows we could potentially look through? Uh, yes. So this is the curiosity shop. So there are um, display windows available, which have um, weird and wonderful objects um, placed atop um, tables which are covered in like nice purple kind of velvety cloths. Um, but um, if you look through the window, all these artifacts do seem quite dusty. Um, but you do get a view of um, someone on the inside um, holding up a bar of wood and like hammering nails into the doorframe. As uh, if to try and bar it. I'm just gonna gently tap my finger on the window and go, "Hey, you don't, you don't need to do that." Uh, uh, the person on the inside, um, kind of with a couple of nails in their mouth, they look at you like briefly and then just do a quick double take and go, "Whoop!" <laughs> yeah, and look very confusedly at you. Um, then, uh, let's say how many boards have been put in. About four have been put in already, so he'll just um, beckon you to try and like one go around the outside through the back door and just kind of go. Okay, I'll look to my party and go. He wants us to go around to the back door. He was doing that thing where you you nail a board so we can't get in. So this guy's like in a mood. It seems like most of us are when we need somebody to go in the back door. <laughs> Willie fully does not get the joke. <laughs> so just big, well, I guess not dead eyes, just big smoking pits. <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, <clears throat> he'll start walking off and uh, D- Jade, are you getting one of those feelings like uh, like this dude came out here and he's running from something? I would like to use one of my abilities, DM. Oh, yes. It is called Watcher's Eye. Can I read it to you? Please do. Okay, it says, Your experience in enforcing the law and dealing with lawbreakers gives you a feel for local laws and criminals. I can easily find the local outpost of the watch or a similar organization and just as easily pick out the dens of criminal activity in a community, although you're more likely to be welcome in the former rather than the latter. Is this a den of criminal activity? Well, there seems to be one person in it at the moment. Um, However, if you... You t- turn around and look directly behind you. There is the sheriff's office. If you want that that first pass okay. <laughs> of the ability taken care of, um, but no, it 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 doesn't seem like a a criminal sort of a thing to you on the basis that he's invited you to go around the back door. 
okay. And also that he's not sprinted through us immediately. <laughs> That's a good point. Maybe I, he's in trouble. I maybe I replied to Willie. Hey, you know, you don't look like this and not get used to scaling people. Maybe someone else should walk through first next time in the back door. Oh. And, <laughs> and if he's in trouble, you know, Simon, you're all so kind. Perhaps it could be you yes. to go through the back door. Yes, yeah. per- perhaps he needs a little kindness round his back door. Oh, dear. <laughs> Simon walks off towards the back door. <laughs> the uh, literal back door. <laughs> Uh, Willie puts his, like, arm around Jade, you know, this big, hulking, sea serpent, dead man. Jade, I don't think you're scary at all. (laughs) My black eyes look into your smoking pits, and I say, thank you, I appreciate that. Oh, (laughs) there's a t-shirt for you. (laughs) Monsters love monsters, man. (laughs) So, do I find the back door successfully? Uh, yes, yes, it's uh, not particularly hidden at all. You uh, wander around to the back, and um, the person is actually waiting for you. Do the other two follow you is the question I want answered. Yeah, I was just hanging lightly back because I wanted to remind Jade that she's not scary. Yeah. (laughs) Well, well, not to you, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, well, we find the back door. I'm just going to take a quick 18 seconds to to cast guidance on uh, on the party here just in okay, case we uh, need just it give me, give me and uh, our lovely listener a quick idea of what guidance does real quick oh it's just a cantrip that druids can cast here it's very handy um it just sort of mentally fortifies people so that they can add a d4 to their next roll just lovely. just just in case they need it <laughs> And Willie goes into a rage. I'm just kidding. Uh, please don't. <laughs> um, I try the door. Uh, the door is uh, unlocked. Actually, the person um, that Willie saw out the front has come to open the door um, for you. And he, he lets you all uh, in. It's a bit of a mess in this uh, back room. There's a lot of, um, you know, un, like crates and um, old old things just hanging around the place stuff i haven't thought of yet so don't investigate too far into this back room so far oh now uh, we have here uh, what's in the oh, crate you may regret DM. what you find <laughs> if oh, you no. go looking in the back cupboards of my brain who knows what will turn up <laughs> it's just those looney tunes like you open up and i get blasted in the face with like a shotgun my hair goes back <laughs> Yeah, they're just crates full of full of melted ice cream. Is probably what's going to happen. <laughs> I look on the side; it says Acme. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, he'll, he'll let you into the um, into the main uh, shop room just because it's a bit roomier and slightly less dusty than everywhere else. Um, and then he'll he, he looks you you three up and down and just says, "You're not one of them, are you?" Fire breathing kittens. Yes, we are. Oh, that's that's not who I mean. I mean, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, you don't know what you mean. Uh, the 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 thought it um got away from me, but uh, you you're not here to to hurt me, are you? We hardly ever hurt people. For funsies, let's have a quick deception. What? <laughs> You you said we. 
Uh, Simmon doesn't really hurt people. I think it was like last episode or the one before that you guys like blew a dude sounds nice over water and his body got ripped apart yeah that's what that's why i mean we if he did said (laughs) i i'd let it slide but what if simmond honestly believes that the group he is part (gasps) of does not frequently hurt people i think he does (laughs) you weren't there for that (laughs) okay roll a deception on yourself (laughs) oh i'm self-deluding okay all right Wait, can I give him the help action? Because Willie <laughs> is so oblivious. It's a, a great reference point for how to delude yourself. Yeah, yeah. So, like, in uh, Simmons Island, you're just standing there nodding along. Going, yep, that sounds about right. Good, because my first roll was a seven. Uh, second oh. one was a nine. But then plus two is 11. Does he successfully avoid self-awareness? <laughs> um, you, you hear the words coming out of your mouth. And you think back to all of the civil lawsuits which have ended up on the desk of Nudasag. And you think, well, I'm not doing it. Someone must be. But let's not think about that for the time being, shall we? Yes. That's a problem yes. for another day. We, we never come with the intention of hurting people. <laughs> Sometimes things happen, but <laughs> we, come with, we come in peace. Um, also, just keep in mind, we're brand new to this town. Um, do you want to fill us in on what's going on here? Oh, oh, oh well, I, 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 I don't honestly know myself. See, I, I woke up here and um, I, I, I found the town abandoned and I just hold up here waiting for help to arrive. Would you like some of this uh, ice cream? I have carried it in a nice box from my wife. She made it. It has a little candy orange peels placed on top of it. Oh, oh, you you are too kind. It, it is um, <laughs> hot like the devil's oath. Oh, sorry. I, I don't want to finish that sentence in front of you, but uh, it, it is awfully hot down here. Mm. Uh, so, yes, you, he will partake of some ice cream Would... since you offered. Okay. So I don't want to metagame, but do I know these two good enough to know to, to be able to ask him like who's better at medicine? Mm, probably I would have thought so, yeah. Okay, right. cool. Who's good at medicine? Because I want to use probably me. All right, then I'm going to use. Plus six. I would like. I have uh, a lot. Yeah, let me know because I'm not. I'm not a medicine boy. Because I want to figure out if this guy. I have a plus 10. Whoa. Ooh, there we go. Okay. So I'm going to use my earrings of message, which have five charges of the message spell. So I'm just going to very like casually point to Simmond and cast message and just say, I, I, I want to figure out if this guy is telling the truth, lying, or suffering from some sort of head injury. This confusion might be a mask. So, like, kind of prompting you to make a medicine check, yeah. I'm going to make an insight. And I don't oh. want to burn another one and tell Jade, but I'll, I'll give her a cop look. <laughs> Simmond is very straightforward and honest. So he's just going to say to this stranger, you know, it, it, I, I'm just curious if you're all right. This sounds like quite the story, waking up here all alone. I wonder if you might have been injured on the way here. Do you mind if I just take a look at you? Oh, not not at all. Are you are you a, a a doctor? Not quite, but I'm 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 a, a bit of a medic. Well, I I I feel 
like uh, fine f physically. It's just all the old, the old memory loss, as 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 it were. Okay, Simmond uh, Simmond puts his hands on the guy's temples and tries to just sort of channel his uh, his druid awareness of the world around him and the health of creatures to just see if he can sense any any damage or difficulty here. All right, roll me that medicine check then. Uh, 24. Okay, so you don't feel any physical uh, damage to um, this man. He is um, fairly human looking, uh, looks quite thin, a bit pale. Um, the skin looks quite thin as if he's been out in the sun for far too long, which may well have been the case, actually. Um, but you don't feel any, like... Uh, head injuries, so the skull is perfectly intact. Um, there's no bleeding around the head at all. Um, but you see in his eyes that he honestly doesn't quite understand what's wrong with him. Okay. Maybe some psychic damage. Do you want paladin stuff done to him, Willie? I can cure disease and remove poison and remove curses and... Uh, I've got one end spell ability, <laughs> cleansing touch. You know, like you want, I, you direct me because I'm not going to offer, you know. Mm, Willie's curiosity is satisfied yeah. for the moment. Um, okay. Like, I, I try, like, I don't know. I, I, I still would like to make my insight on his whole, like, oh, my old memory and what it used to be. I went to Antebellum. But um, anyway, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, feel free. Feel free. Cool. Ooh, and Willie is not good at this. That's a seven. I mean, who knows? He's got a funny accent. Mm, I don't <laughs> trust anyone with a funny accent. Which is everyone. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, unless I meet another ghost, I don't trust them. Um, but is ghost an accent? It's a whole other topic. But, uh, yeah, I'm satisfied. So I'll just let this guy talk. Um, just as you're um, checking him up and down for scrapes, bruises, what have you, um, the clock on the wall starts chiming, which is strange because it's not like, you know, 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock or anything. It's about 25 to 9, let's say. Who knows when the sun actually sets, but... Um, the clock starts dinging and he looks up in panic and he says, Oh, it's now. It's now. Um, bar, bar the door. Bar the door. Sorry about the accent. It happens. <laughs> let's call Let's call up the panic voice. The panic voice sounds, Bar the door. <laughs> My God, he's trying to get to a beagle. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Can I use my from, reaction? From What? You're about to see. And at that moment, a very reaction. ominous. Yes, yes, that reaction to do. Okay. Um, if anything comes at this panicked person, let me know because I'm, I, I, like, I'm within five feet of them. Don't worry, I will. Okay. Um, so, an ominous clap of lightning uh, shoots forth from the sky outside and thunder rumbles very, very loudly indeed and um let's call him the shopkeeper the shopkeeper 
runs over towards the door and pins himself against it as also from outside you hear a very ghostly sort of a clip-clopping horses cantering sort of a noise and he looks at you uh, with his eyes wide and just says they're here every night they, they, they come the, the the ghost riders outside they try and they try and take me away I don't want to go hmm hey Willie maybe see if you can talk to him and I'm within oh. five feet of them at the door I'll go yeah. in with them <laughs> I ain't afraid of no ghost and <laughs> uh, I guess since he put boards on the door, uh, that's funny. Willie's going to awkwardly just qu- crawl out of a window to get out there faster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, as um, yeah, uh, if you as you approach the window, you see um, three ghostly figures on ghostly horses riding through the sky. They all have. Uh, very uh, pale skin, like the, which is real, really drawn back over their skulls. Um, they have glowing red eyes and tato- tattered cowboy type clothes. So everyone's favorite aesthetic. Ooh, okay. Um, um, but climbing out of the window, you knock over quite a lot of funky little artifacts, um, and you unclasp the window. You struggle to push it up because it's very stuck and creaky and you can flop um rather ungracefully outside uh beautiful i like dust myself off can they uh see me uh yes they would make they were making a beeline for the curiosity shop anyway but they will um swoop down in front of you and all three of them stare down menacingly at you (laughs) <laughs> Willie fears no ghost. <laughs> I am. I have the skull of the last spirit that messed with me in my backpack. I put a little crown on it because it's cute. So he like dusts himself off, looks at him, and goes, "Hello, my name's Willie. Uh, I take it you're dead." That was a lot. So I assume you're coming for a neighborly glass of water? <laughs> um, if that's infernal, undercommon, or draconic, does it say anything? Does it mean... It, it's, it's not. It's not. I think they're just... <laughs> no, he's just doing dead guy nonsense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, do you have like a spooky piece of paper that explains your claim on someone's soul or is this more of a we gotta beat you up thing cause either way it seems like you're coming for my new friend the shopkeeper and uh I still haven't figured out his deal yet so he's not going anywhere and I do the creepy <laughs> ghost throw back at him yeah quite right <laughs> um, the the front one cause they're in a little triangle just because it's neat um, mm-hmm. gets off their horse and uh, with a with a clink because they've got you know spurs and everything so it was all very very thematic uh, they stand in front of you they how how tall is Willie by the way Willie's like six foot nine 
Six foot nine. He's okay, a, so a stretched out man. Yeah, he's he's a very stretchy boy. <laughs> Uh, so this one's about six foot. So, you know, a decent way shorter than you, but somehow as he walks up to you, he, it almost looks like he grows and mm. he just stares at you, uh, red eyes staring into green and just whispers, He is us. By what god or magic do you claim this right, dead man? I'm just surprised it's... the ghost ride is only three people. I mean, we can take them. I like, uh, ooh, and he's in melee range, so I'm like, "What up, son?" <laughs> um, Do I have time to slowly slip some silver knuckles to the shopkeeper? Like, <laughs> hey, put this on. Uh, yeah, I would have thought so. I would have thought so. Just Sweet. go like you're gonna hold his hand for comfort, but you're just slipping brass knuckles on him. <laughs> <laughs> They're spell components. Don't mind me. <laughs> um, okay, they? so yeah, man, it's supposed to be wedding rings, but it didn't say what kind of rings. Okay, <laughs> I can just go back and forth and buy time if the other two want to like form a plan or something, because they can probably. I left the window open and they came to me, so they can probably hear and see me just like mad dogging another dead guy. And this is everything Willie's wanted, by the way. He's so happy right now. <laughs> Best birthday ever. Best birthday ever. I get to fight ghost cowboys. Do you think they can get in through that window? Do we really think a door would stop them in the first place? The only Maybe. thing stopping Zemiel is me. Exactly. Like, there's a wall, and it's made of flesh, bone, and horn. <laughs> as long as I'm within five feet of this person... They're all good. <laughs> you need to get one of those, like, child harnesses for NPCs. <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't want to go in the spooky cave, but we have to go in the spooky cave, because you'll die if we don't. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Uh, Willie will just mad dog him um, until he gets an answer or combat would start. Okay. Um, so, yeah, um, y you asked him, like, what? magic or right they had if i remember correctly yeah like why and, do you think you get to just say yeah. he's mine because if we're just yeah, dead guys um, claiming the living sh shoot i can do that yeah uh to that he he will just say our claim is the oldest and the only ah you're in love with him he will not respond to that <laughs> <laughs> uh Cool, interesting. You guys go for a bit. Yeah. What you what you fancy doing, gang? Well, I I have plenty of protective spells. If I need to, I mean, I could put up a a wall of wind to push them back from the window, or even a wall of stone if we really need to. Um, the other thing I'm thinking here is, you know, if 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 we really want to, we can just bunker down inside this house, and I can just call lightning and just have lightning keep striking outside can i uh just i'm just gonna like pat this do i have your permission to remove any calces or magic from you oh uh, well um well just ju just in case uh, i i'd rather you didn't um um i i i believe um i may have at, at some point in the 
in the past cast some sort of um, preservation spell on myself. So if that goes, I, I, I don't know what would happen. Um, I, I found a, a note on myself. Oh, may I read the note? Um, I, 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 I think I must have left it uh, somewhere. Um, where would that? Maybe it's in the. I'm sorry, I, 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 I can't, cannot remember. But um, the, 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 these riders, they, um, they, they are always gone by, by midnight. So I, I only need to, to, to hunker down and wait. But it seems your, your compatriot is doing a, a, a stellar job out there. How, how they've not ripped into shreds already, I do not know. Willie is quite charming. <laughs> uh, Willie's ears start turning red, and he's like, <laughs> just casually like picks at him. Did you leave message open? <laughs> yeah. Oh no, it's cuter if he doesn't know. Uh, what time is it now? Um, it will be about let's say quarter to nine. Uh, the sun has just gone down, so we've got um, three hours. Yeah. But uh, I was gonna say if you if you want, there there is the always the option. I will just leave it open for you. You can just say. Let's just hunker down and wait until they bugger off. Oh, I, I would like that, to ask that is an some, option. some questions, though. I, mostly to the shopkeeper, because I'm standing so close to him, within five feet. It seems like conversation would flow naturally as we all stand here. And I oh, would yeah. say... It's, it's, a, it's a natural conversation starter, isn't it? You know, you're both hunkered down against a load of ghost riders <laughs> who are trying to barge their way into a magical antiquity shop. Who, who couldn't start a conversation? Against... Three ghost riders. I mm, yeah. <laughs> it's not that many. I'm just saying. I also yeah. feel like we could take them, and I am specifically designed to kill ghosts. I have the spell daylight. I have all this. I'm a I'm a smite paladin. You know, like so. Anyway, um, so I say to the person, "Hello, I am Jade. What is your name?" Uh, what? After the shopkeeper? Yeah. I, I'm I'm a I'm afraid I I I, I can cannot remember that. Um, so. It's, it's, it's very strange uh, what I can and cannot remember, but my memory only stretches back maybe until two days ago. Everything past that is a, is a blank, I'm afraid. Oh, then how do you know that these are not your family members here to ask you? Why do you dislike well, them? Well, ha- ha- have you seen them? Oh, have you seen me? Why are you allowing me to get within five feet of you, but not them? Well, um, you... You offered me ice cream. Okay, would you like to come with us, small lost child? I will give you ice cream and I will take you away from here. Well, I, I mean, you, you you could do, but... Uh, no, that was, uh-huh. a, that was a test and you failed. You are a very bad lost child. <laughs> you stable your butt until your family comes and gets you. Do not go with strangers, but as is your family, that is the question. Hey, Willie! I call out the window. Uh, so Willie's like... Leaning up on like a wagon or something, he's like, "So what is this, Agent? Oh, what's up, Jade? Hey, wait, uh, undead cowboys. Uh, this is my friend Jade. <laughs> Hello, I am Jade. Jade, these are dead cowboys. They're they're like not bad. Really? You seem very nice. They're like the cookie part of an Oreo. We're like, okay, this is it's still you know it's better than some other cookies I've had, but." Some people think it is better than that horrible fake cream. <laughs> I, I, 
Sure. <laughs> Jade, it's still my birthday weekend. Don't say scary things. <laughs> um, uh, can you ask, are they here for this person because they care about them and are concerned about their sudden amnesia fugue? No, I asked if it was love and they he gave me a real mean look. Aww. But Juno, uh, I would like to see if I can make a history check and then also maybe prompt Jade to or uh, get help. Uh, what is the most ancient like claim? Um, I, I, I won't uh, bother you with a, a role for that one. Um, people who speak in riddling talk are weird <laughs> and they could mean practically anything. Uh, okay. Well, so I'm just picturing Jade hanging out the window. I'm like, so what are we, what are we doing? I mean, should I tell them to kick rocks or? Uh, we need more information from them. Where would you take this person if you were to take them? You know? Oh, yeah. Under cowboy. What, 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 what happens to the shopkeeper afterwards? Do you, does he become an undead cowboy too? Because that's... Is that an option I have? <laughs> I'll get you a hat later. <laughs> yes! Curiosity shop, you just Simon just reaches over and picks one up. <laughs> In his head, he's, well, he's like, I had no idea what a birthday was until a few days ago, but they, they freaking rock! <laughs> uh, um, the, the, the spokes cowboy. Um, will turn around and just confer quietly with his compatriots. <laughs> and then <laughs> he'll turn back to you and go, We are caught away. Ah, well, okay. Hey, next time you're going to come by, send a message spell. I'll get some food. I feel like a bad host. I hand ice cream out the window to you. Oh, Jane. Thanks. My wife, she prepares all these extra little dishes for me. She's so nice. Uh, Willie makes like the smallest micro motion to hand to them and then realize that he's holding Jade's wife's ice cream and then like kind of pulls it back, quickly pulls a spoon from his like pouch and like eats a couple scoops because he likes food now. <laughs> and uh so is Mo really do not eat the ice cream you silly boy oh sorry Jade didn't think she'd see me Fr freaking Jade man town guard for life and I <laughs> hand it to the spokes cowboy don't say no uh, he'll take the ice cream from you and give it a, a quick sniff and then place it in the, the saddle bag of the horse uh, before they <laughs> uh, right. before they all get off and fly well the, the horses fly away um whoa <laughs> dang yeah, so, so, so they all take they, they start galloping off and start um rising into the sky before uh hitting the far end of the town and then just disappearing uh, into cool. nothingness i yell we like white wine and then as I'm like walking back to Jade, I'm like dusting my hands off, and I go, "It's, it's gonna suck when we have to banish those guys." Uh, Willie, I will just say um, before you wander back into the shop, um, you notice uh, just down by your feet a, a small glimmer of something that looks weirdly like gold. I pick it up. Um, you have found what appears to be an old signet ring, very, very old. So it's just a regular ring, but then with a squarish 
um, insignia um, on the front. Well, uh, Willie will clean it, put it on, and then head into the shop. So, you mentioned that you did not. Now that they are gone and I do not have to, you know, protect you, you can send me to go fetch it for you, or I can uh, find it, I can help you. How can I be of assistance? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, what were we talking about? You said that I could not uncalse you or demagic you because you have intentional magic placed on you as explained by a note that you found when you woke up two days ago. Ah, yes, yes. At least I, I, I think I, I, I did. Anyway, where are my manners? I, I need to introduce... I mean, it is getting awfully late, but I would gladly um, show you to... Um, if, if you would like to stay the night, obviously, I can provide accommodation. Um, apologies, I, I've been meaning to, to dust quite a bit in here. But if, you're, if you would like to wait until morning, then uh, you are more than welcome to, to stay. Wait, I have a question. You oh, woke yes? up here, right? Why? How did you become the shopkeeper? Well, uh... Uh, two, I'd say two reasons. One, uh, it, it it just seemed a, a a place for me to be. If you understand my meaning, I um, don't. I I, I, f- I felt <laughs> a certain affinity for the items in here, and ah, uh, it also seemed quite uh, defendable. Uh, also, um, some of these other buildings, you must understand, are not quite suitable for habitation. Mm. If you get my meaning. Was the light in this building already on? Oh, oh no. I, I, I lit the lamps some time ago because I cannot see in the dark. I see. And you said you felt an affinity to, to the whole building or to any particular item here? Mostly to the, mostly to the items because... You, and he'll um, gesture just generally around because... Um, the walls are decked out with shelves, which have a load of uh, funky, funky items on, like all over the place. They look very fascinating and interesting to investigate further, should you wish to. Wink, hint, hint. Um, I, I do. I'm looking here. I have dispel magic, but not detect magic. Pity, pity. You can still investigate well, I, the walls. I, I, I can, I can, yeah. I can save you the, the, the roll, is, is it were. Um. I've, I've, all the, all these items do seem to be magical in nature, and uh, they they do have uh, labels which uh, tell you what they are and what they do. Um, but I just felt like I should watch over them until until help arrived. I've I I did send for help um, y- yesterday. I think I went down to the post office to post a letter, but. Uh, but I suppose you you folks uh, turned up, so uh, hopefully my prayers have been answered. Well, hmm. it seems to me like we're kind of in an armory right now. Then, so let's let's look around. Let's investigate all the stuff on the walls. Um, what kind of what kind of items do we see? Simon just starts perusing and reading all the descriptions. Well, <laughs> <laughs> there was a paper whip for the listeners. Oh, oh, they heard it. They heard it. <laughs> Do not edit that out. It's important to the podcast. <laughs> okay. Okay, so he'll take you on a tour because I, th- I think he would enjoy um, being able to present these items as if it were half museum, half 
genuinely trying to sell them. We're saving his life. Our money's no good here. <sighs> also, I did I did think about this earlier, and like you guys are pretty loaded anyway. So if I put price tags on stuff, it wouldn't matter at all. Maybe other people are loaded. I'm not. Um, I'm sure Jade is rolling in it. I have two children in college. <laughs> All right, well, we'll just ignore the clever pun on your name and just move along, oh, shall we? Oh, my God, my name is Jade Roland, you guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was That's rough. Bad. That's bad. <laughs> Are you guys in a fight? What's going on? I'm, <laughs> I just organize funny people to get together. That's my role. Maybe I just need a sign that says pun. <laughs> pun alert pun alert welcome to the pun zone uh, but yeah he'll he'll take you on a, a quick tour of the, the the shop and he says well first up here we have uh, and he looks at the label it's like it says uh, the box of mystery so th this is a Let's say a purple box with a red ribbon, kind of very much like a, a classic present um, looking sort of thing. And I go, so the idea of this one seems to be that if you put something in, then something else will come out. So, for example, um, he takes off, uh, say, the desk, um, a pen, uh, drops it in, and then out flies a teapot. So, as you can imagine, it's a... Uh... Wait, I needed that pen. <laughs> Hang on, let's try this. <laughs> and he puts the teapot back in, and a small... Uh, a handful of radishes fly out. Go, you know, ah. I don't suppose any of you have a pen, do you? We all do. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Always carry a blarpy. <laughs> a blarpy, okay. <laughs> It's a, everyone's favorite off-brand Sharpie. And a fun, uh, fun episode you can listen to, listeners. Check it mm -hmm. out. Anyway, that, that, that is the, the, the first item. The, the next item I'm particularly fond of, um, because it, it is called the Cloak of Non-Permanence. Mm-hmm. So uh, the, the idea of this one, actually, if you don't mind, I will, uh, I will demonstrate because it is... Uh, quite a hoot and a holler. So um, he will take it off its um, pedestal and put it on and just go, so as you can see that I am completely visible to all of you. Mm -hmm. and, and indeed, he is visible to all of you. But if I turn away just even a little bit, just so I'm not looking at you, and then he, he turns his head so he's not looking at you, and he turns completely invisible. Oh, and then if I turn to face you again, and he becomes visible. So th this magical cloak, if I can't see you, you can't see me. Hmm. Like it a server. Like homebrew. <laughs> yeah, like a server at a restaurant. <laughs> oh, very much so. Seen, heard, but not seen. As soon as you stop looking at me, I don't exist anymore. <laughs> um, that's pretty dope. I like that. Um, so I, I've I've made how let's see how how many did I make? Uh, I I made fifteen such items. Okay, which I don't think we need to run through right now because that's frankly ridiculous. Probably not. Sounds like nothing majorly offensive in this shop. Willie is in the market for boots. 
Well, I, I do have um, some boots of time travel, if you are so interested. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you started with the teapot radish box. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is a certain order to the tour, sir. Oh my goodness! I I know you have me- uh, I know you have memory loss, but there's a phrase you might have forgotten called burying the lead. <laughs> well, let, let me let me just uh, take you over to these boots. So they're they're electric blue cowboy boots with yellow lightning bolts on the side. Willie is just mouth agape looking at his party members, like motioning towards the boots, like... Ah, ah. So these are the boots of time travel. They allow you to travel into the future at a rate of one second per second. <laughs> Willie is still mouth agape for a different reason now. <laughs> <laughs> but they still remain very fashionable, as I understand, boots. Are you sure they're magical? No. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) They are only what I have observed, and they seem to be traveling into the future (laughs) at one second per second. I almost want to cast Detect Magic and find out that they are magical, just very bad. (laughs) It's not the worst bit of magic on here, let me tell you. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I could do on. this all day. Yeah. Armory idea out. Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll just read out some choice, some choice items, which are, which are fun. Uh, so we've got some 2D glasses, which completely remove depth perception. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh... We've got uh, the roll of infinity, which is an infinite toilet paper roll. Now that's and, uh, honestly not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're talking. Uh, um, there is the interdimensional kennel, which is a kennel with infinite possibility, but is only usable by dogs. What? Uh, I'm sorry. I have follow-ups. <laughs> <laughs> only dogs can operate the kennel. Like, yeah. So a human cannot open the door to a kennel, to, to the kennel. A dog has to open it. Yeah. How does a dog open a kennel? Who knows? And does that not defeat the purpose of a kennel? Not necessarily. If it's got like infinite possibility inside, it could be whatever you want or whatever oh. the dog wants. All right. We'll take this off, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> what what other crazy rubbish do we I mean you can always come back if you feel like you need some zany magical item or at some point in the in the future you're more than welcome to check the list I would um, like to uh, inquire how much is the box of Miss Dolly I love souvenirs for my wife Alice uh, the box of mystery well the the cost of these is not in coin, you see. It's a, a case of uh, the item chooses to serve you. Oh, then you cannot get a present for another person at the shop. Not easily. It's, uh, we, as far as I understand it from the books, the business was not particularly successful for that reason. Well, I can give the box of mystery a small item from my wife and see if it likes her. How do I know if it wants to come with me? Well, uh... I'm not quite sure. I believe the the deal is you have to perform uh, certain deeds in which to uh, 
earn the Adam's trust. Okay. I go up to the item and I hold my hand out flat side to it like a dog would sniff. (laughs) (laughs) And I say, hello, I am Shed. And I wait. Um, (laughs) uh, the, The box would whisper in your ear or like in your mind, your mind's ear, your ear's mind, uh, <laughs> will whisper, could you bring me some ice cream, please? Why, yes, I happen to have some on me. My wife, she made it. If you like this, she can make you more. And I take a little bowl. I'm picturing like the stack of styrofoam bowls you can get for real cheap. And a little plastic spoon. And I put some ice cream in the bowl and top it with the orange peels, you know, and uh, put it in the box. Oh, that was very tasty. Thank you. Um, I'll tell you what, once once you leave, because I, I quite like this seat, I'll come with you. How's that sound? Wonderful. Okay, guys, we cannot let the shop burn down. I know it's standard protocol to burn all the buildings that we really interact with for too long, but not this one, okay? <laughs> 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 Willie was staring into the fireplace and goes, oh, oh, good. I'm glad you said it now. <laughs> Simmons really pats down his bonfire cantrip. <laughs> <laughs> Take that off my spell sheet. <laughs> so, a shopkeeper who has no name, would you like one? <laughs> What's an, an atom or a, 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 some more ice cream? Uh, a name, also you are welcome to ask him. I've a tiny bit left. Oh well, uh, I'm I'm okay. I'm uh, I've grown weirdly attached to the shopkeeper. Okay, well then, so what would you like from us? Would you like us to make these ghost people they go away? They are scaring you. Would you like us to take you to wherever it is you came from, or do you want us to attract tourists to the town so that you can make a sale? Well, I would say for the time being, um. I th- you well, first of all, you look like you can all do with some rest. But in the grand scheme of things, I would say we try and um, find out what is going on with these uh, ghostly riders and um, how to deal with the problem as as we go. That would be my my hope. Um, there is actually a one other. Sorry, my mind is all over the place nowadays. Um, there is one other item which I do not keep in the shop because I cannot move it. Uh, this one is uh, uh, its an interesting little item. I, I think you'll be interested. We can we should only be able to go and uh, have a look at it in the morning. But um, it has been uh, dubbed the Sword of Destiny. So the note I have for that is that it, um, it crowns the ruler of Guasso. It certainly seems quite interesting to me. So if any of y'all are interested in being a ruler, then uh, we can pop down to see how it, how that uh, treats you uh, in the morning. Willie is sweating again as he like feels <laughs> the other magic sword of the one true hero in his chest. And he's like, ooh, magic sword, magic sword. But is that cheating? Ugh. He's in a moral conundrum. <laughs> you seem to be wanting to make us sleep very badly. Uh, okay, I guess so. We will. It's I not mean... a character thing. It's the DM saying, please, can we cut to the morning? Yes, uh, we are all these beds. <laughs> uh, uh, Willie doesn't sleep. And just in case it is a character thing, 
he will look to where this person goes to bed and then just stand in the hallway watching their door all night. Uh, he will cast one spell, though, before he goes to sleep. Find Steed. And he will summon his new mount, which is an inky black sable the side of a, size of a horse. In the shop? No, 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 outside. Outside, then, okay. <clears throat> just because you don't have to, it doesn't have a time limit, so I'll burn oh, okay, one of my nice. precious spell slots the night before, take a four-hour rest as I watch this guy's door, and then just be a creep all night. <laughs> yeah, standard procedure. Mm-hmm. Willy stuff. Yeah, yeah, just n- normal, normal person behavior. That's yes. all it is. <laughs> Summon a giant weasel, watch someone sleep. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so the, the shopkeeper will show uh, both Jade and Simon two um, rooms, which um, looks like the beds have not been slept in in quite some time. So there's an unfortunate amount of dust around the place, but um, there are some cabinets which have slightly less dusty sheets in, so we, all you need to do is... Just replace the sheets, and you should be okay as long as neither of your characters have, you know, asthma. Nope. Uh, that sounds like a disease. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as we're, like, having, I guess, a sleepover where we're, like, because you said we're sort of, like, in the same area. Yeah. Jade... I mean, you can have bunk beds if you want. I'm fine. Like... <laughs> <laughs> sure. If you want to sleep in the same room. Jade had something she wanted to say to Simmon um, for a while. Oh, yeah. And that, bunk beds. Bunk beds. Bunk yeah. beds. We're chatting. Bunk bed conversation. Yeah. So, you know how Jade has been married to Alice for, like, 25 Forever. years? Forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So, it's really late at night, and everybody's gone to bed. We're all sleeping. And I'm like, eh, Simmon, I'll use Dudewick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ed is sat. Uh-huh. I was like, you know how my daughter Adele, she is graduating from college soon. Mm-hmm. And she's uh, so into the plants. I, do, I don't really get it, but she made these like combination plants. She's so proud for her dissertation and whatever. I don't know. It's thesis. And mm-hmm. I thought, you are a druid, you know. I, so, I, and I have this, uh, I am able to give my children a comfortable life. So I thought, would you be interested in helping Adele manage land if I were to purchase a parcel for her? Oh, sure. I can make it extra fertile. That would be wonderful. Then she could start a small business when she graduates from the Nikimue Community College. Uh, growing these apple-grape combinations. I do not know. She is a, a creative child. She follows her out. Grapples sound delicious. <laughs> Thank you so much for helping, uh, you know, and uh, that way you give her a job, give her something to do, a bit of land. Uh, it's a good mother thing to do, yes? Absolutely. It's a great thing to do. Ah, thank you, Simon. And that's where all my money is going, because um, you get a lot of money when you play D&D, like your character. So I When bought you play land. every week, yeah, you do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I bought land. Uh-huh. And Simmons helping make it fertile, and we're going to give it to Adele when she graduates as a present. Aww. Thank you, Simmons. Of course. Uh, Willie doesn't want to hear, but can I roll a perception check to overhear that? Uh, yeah, if you want. Ooh, okay, good. 
he didn't he didn't catch that he got like a <laughs> nine otherwise he would have been sad because he's never had a mom who wasn't evil hags <laughs> but he blissfully unaware yeah you, you're you're sat down in the like the main shop area you found yourself a rocking chair and you've lit the fire so it's all very comfortable down there but while we're uh on willie at the moment would Simmond and Jade mind taking their headphones off, please. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, no sleep, boys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so as you're sitting there in your rocking chair, it's about four o'clock in the morning, let's say. Um, the other two are fast asleep. Simmond is snoring like an owl bear. <laughs> and down the stairs comes the shopkeeper. Um, and... He notices you and says, Ah, you can't sleep either, I guess. Mm, Willie's not good at deception. Uh, He just, like, smiles and goes, I don't sleep. I'm quite dead. Oh, is that right? How does does that work? I have little to no idea. As a child, I was given to hags, and they, through magical rituals put a spirit inside of me and since then I grow and mature but I don't eat, sleep, breathe and my heart does not beat. That sounds um, a rather set of unfortunate circumstances there but uh, I mean if it, if it helps I'm, I'm glad you are here helping, helping my, my own situation. Even if you get a gift that you do not want you must make the most of it. I, I, I suppose you must be right. What was your name, young uh, young sir? Uh, Wilvelian von Erden. And Willie doesn't know why, but he had an urge to say his full name in that moment. Hmm. Von Erden. It's an interesting name. Sounds almost like a... Almost a familiar sort of a name. You know what I mean? Hmm. Go on. Do you think... Uh... <laughs> I suppose it makes sense that a man with no memories would have a clue to my past. Well, who, who, who knows, I suppose, but, um, no, it's pleasure to meet you, Wevelian von Erden. Uh, I hope we can get to the bottom of this matter come morning. Yes, let us hope it comes soon. Yes. Do you mind if I, I join you? I, I do always like watching the sunrise. Mm. I mostly watch spiders, and he sort of laughs and, uh, like, you know, Willie is n- new to people, and, like, he's slowly putting it together, and he doesn't really have an urge to drink or imbibe, but, like, we'll pull, like, a flask that, like, Tanninger has explained, like, one must always have liquor on them, <laughs> uh, and we'll, like, you know, they'll sit by the fire and pass it back and forth. Yeah. And, um, yeah, they'll, they'll just keep doing that until um, the other two wake up, which will be... At some point in the future, well, I, I imagine Jade would probably wake up at about 6 a.m. on the dot every single day. Oh, yeah. It's one of those, like, how you wake up before your alarm. She's up, like, just minutes before the sun rises. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think her, her alarm goes off at 6. She's up at 5.59 and a half. Yeah. Just got to beat it. You got to be a little bit early. Yeah, yeah, so she she wakes up and turns it off and goes, yes, I beat the alarm. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, I win. I win. <laughs>
Welcome back. I've murdered you all. Ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. It would take more than one blow to kill Jade. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, Simmons is, is surprisingly squishy. <laughs> like Willie's went for built for one big hit. Um, but yeah, I don't think I could take Jade. What's your hit point, Max, Simon? Uh, I think it's 124, but my AC is oh. only 15, even with a shield. And the weirdest yeah. part about Jade is how you can't hit her even though she's sleeping because her AC is 21. <laughs> I did the math and like even on a max, I max out, max out at like 95 or something. Um, and that's rolling the max on every single dice. So yeah, I couldn't take you out if I wanted to. <laughs> yeah, I have 102 hit points, I think. Oh, so close. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so I have a fair amount of hit points. I just get hit easily. I'm very slow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just tanking. Morning has come to the town in question. And I should probably mention, because you will have passed it when you first arrived, but maybe no one was paying attention. Who knows? Certainly, I, I certainly wasn't. But the town is called Nowhere. Hmm. Does that mean we're in the middle of nowhere right now? Uh, well, if you went outside and up a bit, then yeah. But we took a train to nowhere. I've got the map in front of me, so I know where the middle of nowhere is. Okay. And as you, long as we're you're clear. Just off to, you're just off to the side of the middle of nowhere at the moment. Gotcha. So, like, on the handcart that was coming, like, if he was, um, like, really pumping, like, really, like, moving at a good pace, would you say we were getting nowhere fast? <laughs> yeah, I, I would certainly say you were on the road to nowhere anyway. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm out. <laughs> anyway, morning has come to the town of nowhere. Um, Simmond and actually Jade, settle a bet for us. What time does she wake up? What time does Jade wake up? Yeah. Well, you know how old people... All right, I'll be less insulting with this. Early. Yeah. <laughs> I Give us... Give us like a sort of time. Yeah, we do need an exact time. We do need an exact time. <laughs> okay. Uh, at first, 6 a.m. naturally. And then if nobody else is up, like 7 a.m. Hmm. Interesting. Well. Interesting. <laughs> we're close. More than close. I would say we were bang on. <laughs> all right. All right. I want to see this secret morning invention. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, Jade and Simmond. What time was Simmond wake up, actually? It's an important. Mm, he will naturally question. wake up exactly at sunrise every day. <laughs> like a sunflower. You turn your head towards Ooh, it. That's what I bet Jade would wake up. I was like, I bet you Jade beats the sun every morning and is like, yes. <laughs> but I was off by a player. <laughs> So, yeah, let's say sunrise and 6am are around the same sort of time. If Who knows? It could be. Why not? Um, yeah, Jade, Jade wakes up at 6am on the dot. Um, Simmond is a couple of minutes later because sunrise. But you both make your way down uh, to the main shop floor and find Willie and the shopkeeper just sitting back in rocking chairs, staring at a spider which has crawled up into the corner of the room. And they're both... Uh, discussing how best they would store it. You know, I got a spider back home. Uh, <laughs> and, and I just got, I, I let the guy roam. So, like, maybe storage is a viable option. 
You I got a just... spider back home. How, how do you know it's the same spider? Uh, w- Willie, like, chokes up and he goes, It's not. I, I know. <laughs> uh, oh, and uh, that's Sakura uh, Blue uh, uh, Murder Bots for the listeners. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I appear to hit, have hit a, a nerve that I do apologize. Oh, it's, it's okay, though I should send a letter. Willie tries to remember if anyone speaks spider. <laughs> well, mm. if, if you want to send a letter, you can always go on over to the post office. Uh, I think they should have a collection at some point in the next few days. Mm. Uh, so I'll see like people coming down the stairs and go like, oh, good morning. Hello. Do you start every morning by going, hello, I am Jade? (laughs) Only if the person doesn't know me. (laughs) Well, I mean, the shopkeeper might have forgotten. (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) Well, this is awkward. I I rolled a... Just just for memory, I rolled a one. (laughs) So... Oh, I'm sorry, dear. I, I, I do not believe we have been introduced. Uh, you look awfully familiar to me, but uh, the name escapes me. You do not remember your own mother? Gotcha. Now you're going to leave this town. <laughs> <laughs> That's the rules. If your mom shows up, you have to leave town. <laughs> it's in uh, the Jeremy Crawford's t- Twitter part of the rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd like to do a deception check and, and be like... I'm your mom. <laughs> Can I roll a DM? Yeah, sure. I, I've I I pulled that <laughs> that stuff last week, so it's fair. Okay, a fifteen plus five is a non-natural twenty. All right, let's roll. A, hang on, I, I I don't want you to to believe to think I I I made this up. All right. <laughs> Dice tray is being shown to the camera. Uh, I I am annoyingly oh, honest no. with my with I'm annoyingly honest with my dice oh. rolls. It's a natural twenty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jade, you are not the mother. Go. <laughs> <laughs> oh. huh, that that is a a strange biological coincidence, but uh, it's a fun joke. It's a fun joke. No, ah. Uh, I, I definitely remember seeing you before. It's ju- just the just the name. I'm I'm afraid. Hello, I am Shade. <laughs> that was it. Yes, oh, I should have put it together. <laughs> anyway, uh, good good morning, Simon. How did how did you sleep? Oh, just fine. I'm a fantastic sleeper. I'm sure you are. I could hear you snoring all night long. Mm, probably. As Willie and I were discussing before you uh, walked down, um, it's, it's a fantastic opportunity to go and uh, see this sword because that's the part of town where the, the sun rises from. So it is particularly majestic. Okay, let's go. Okay, uh, well, one moment. Well, actually, would you mind giving me a hand taking these boards off the off the door we may need to put them back this evening simmond reaches over and plucks them all off it looks very similar to somebody uh, i don't know plucking seeds off a strawberry is blink blink he only needs one thumb and finger to do it yeah yeah uh but you will no- you will notice simmond as you 
um, reaching to take the take the nails out of the boards. The, the door frame is absolutely covered, 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 covered in nail holes. Well, yeah, he does this every day. Mm. Mm. But he said he got here two days ago. Mm. And is also, it, earlier it, he said he's been meaning to dust. Is Why? It, true. Is it three days worth of nail holes or like more than that? Uh, it it certainly seems like an it's an excessive number of nail holes. It, I mean, if if you didn't know it was full of nail holes, you might think it was termite damage. That's how many there are. So if I remove the magic from this guy, his withered corpse is going to fall on the ground dead, and then the ghosts are going to collect his soul, and he's going to ghost right off into the sunset. Mm, alternate pitch. Ghost Riders are the good guys trying to bring him to the afterlife, and if we dispel the magic, he's just going to poof his soul into non-existence. Mm. Yeah, I can bring bodies back, but I can't bring souls back, so I... Ooh. Yeah. Actually, if I defeat him in combat because I'm a Hexblade, I can trap his soul. Oh my gosh, and then I can preserve his body. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah. I, I have gentle repose. I can make it so he can't rot, and I can revivify right. him. So I him. immediately <laughs> stab him in the face. No, just, we'll just keep uh, that one in the back pocket. <laughs> I have doubts about this plan. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, mine is like a certain number of hours, and then he goes to the afterlife. So we're also on a timer if we go that route. All right, well, I'm I would also it. be fairly confident that Simmons would have some sort of moral objection considering he did turn up say we come in peace simmond is literally a soul from the afterlife inserted into a random unwilling body i think he was made of star stuff if i remember no um player was there as i killed the person who was previously occupying the body that is now simmond I was there as well. Well, play was there. Yeah, there, there were options. The the, gi <laughs> the giant elk was willing to be a, a, a willing body. So, um, as far as moral objection goes, what was that, Simon? <laughs> <laughs> that was the changeling was evil. It was. <laughs> he was dying anyway. Look, no sense in looking backwards. We all die and come back in different bodies. Sometimes they're willing. Sometimes they're not. <laughs> I was desperate. I was in love. Uh, Willie does his night collar whistle and the little skull of that like curse that he turned into an unwilling servant uh, <laughs> flies out and he's like, eh, you know, stuff happens. Regardless. Uh, episode, episode in question is all changelings go to heaven should you be interested. And for the skull, <laughs> it's haunted house hunting. <laughs> Regardless, it seems like something isn't adding up. Either he honestly doesn't remember. Maybe his memory resets every morning. We've kind of seen that. Or or he's lying to us. Ooh. I forget. Does this does the divine sense in this edition do undead? Ooh, ooh. Can I take a deep breath, a deep whiff of the morning air, DM? You can. There's a lot of dust in it. Great. I don't have asthma. We've already established that. All right. So, divine sense. As an action, I open my awareness. The presence of strong evil registers on my senses like a noxious odor, and powerful good rings like heavenly music in my ears. So I either have tinnitus or smell a fart, if there's good or evil. Mm -hmm. um, I can, until the end That's of my turn... That's in the Bible. <laughs> until the end of my turn, I know the location of any celestial fiend or undead within 60 feet of you that is not behind total cover. 
Okay, uh, boo. And just to clarify, I'm just dead, not undead. Okay. Just the regular kind of dead. Okay, so you, you take a, a, a whiff of the morning air, there's dust fills your lungs. <coughs> I, I can't stress how much dust there is in this place. <coughs> but um, as you, your divine senses kind of emanate out from yourself, you do definitely get some sort of a sense from the shopkeeper that they are ra- rather undead, in fact. Mm. Okay, so I've really been meaning to try this on Willy, but I'll do it on the shopkeeper. Okay, so I have the spell Revivify, so I can kill you and then bring your soul back and make you alive again, Willy? Oh, I don't know if it works like that, Uh, Jade. (laughs) We can test it out on the shopkeeper. Okay, so let's go see the sword, because the DM wrote an adventure, but I know how it's ending. (laughs) That's a face stab from Willy. What is Jade's alignment? That's a good question. I thought she was lawful good. I am lawful good. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Isn't it good to make the undead alive again? Not if they enjoy being undead. Oh, that's a good question. Okay, so, yeah, we're walking to the sword, and I ask the shopkeeper, how do you feel about being undead? Jeez. I don't... I message real quickly, Jade, I don't know if he knows. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hey, how's that cancer going? I must have misheard. Um, What did you say? How do you feel about being undead? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I must be mishearing, like, because I could have sworn you just said, "How does it feel to be undead?" Mm, yes, are you, are you okay with the situation? I, I'm, I'm, my dear, I'm not undead. I'm, I, I'm, I'm living. I'm, I'm, I may be suffering a little bit from heat stroke, but I'm very much in the land of the living. I can prove it to you. Oh. Jade, Jade. Willie is just like pitifully whispering, like, no, Jade, Jade, stop, no. <laughs> I, I can, so I can prove it to you. I can cast a zone of truth on myself. You can tell that I am telling the truth, and I can tell you that you are undead. Well, it is very easy to um, trick those zones of truth. Uh, if you know what you're doing, as far as I understand it, all you need to do is believe what you're saying is true. And then it will let you say it. It doesn't mean it is factually correct. Does not believe paladins. Okay, okay, I will. Uh, I also have certain magics that do not work on undead. I could show you that they do not work on you. Well, how about we leave this little science experiment for a, for a oh, later I on? I have after. a question. Why of do you think you, do. you are not undead? Well, I feel it in my bones. So does Jack Skellington. Oh, is he a friend of yours? Yeah, he's our neighbor. <laughs> he runs a pumpkin patch. They call him the Pumpkin King. Oh, is that right? Um, <laughs> is this reference um, international? I don't know. <laughs> no, no, it is. It is. It's canon now. And that's what. <laughs> that's all that matters. I mean, if you are not willing to accept that you are undead, that is okay with me, but I would like you to know that if you would like assistance with that, it is possible that through the efforts of Willie and myself, we can both restore your soul and your body to life. So if you are interested, we can help you, okay? But we will go to the soul, we will not pressure you. It's okay, it takes some time to accept these things. Here's a question. 
is there a, f a functional difference? Because the soul's already in the body. The body is alive when you're undead, kind of. Like, it's moving. Is there a functional difference between where he's at now and where he would be after that, that science experiment? Oh, yeah. Undeath, um, it means you can't benefit from healing magic. You s smell real bad. You uh, Does he smell like, bad? Things burn you, like holy water burns you. Um, you also get ghost cowboys trying to call you to the next realm. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, would that go away? if you? Because you would just be revivifying the, the same body he has now, which is an undead body. No, no. So, I would be... It, revivify means that it's alive again. Well, okay. So, I, I looked it up. I don't want a rules lawyer against us as the players, but died within the last minute. So, if I was going to be a Fickly DM, I would argue can, he died yeah. years ago. Can undeads like, die, though? Because which death, right? The first or the second? I mean, now we're talking like necromantic philosophy. <laughs> like people go to it, school for years about this question. Or is it like in Pokemon? They fainted. Ooh. Yeah. I, and now this is where I would argue maybe it would work on Willy because he's just dead, dead. But like, I don't know. And like, really, Willy's never thought about being alive before. So that's a big. This is a big weekend for Willy. <laughs> It's a good question. I'm going to say I'm not a cleric. I'm only a paladin. I've only got revivify. I don't have like the true resurrection. So um, yeah. the non-time limited one. So maybe a cleric could help us, but I'm going to go with DM wants to investigate this sword. So we are alive. <laughs> I like <Yeah>. this sword. <laughs> I won't pursue it further. You guys don't worry. I'm not annoying. I promise. Don't worry. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm willing to listen to your point of view. I'm just saying that forcibly getting someone to accept your point of view whether they whether you have provided a, a good time for thinking over and considering is perhaps um not such a good person thing to do hey no i i just offered assistance i did not try to force you to do anything so hey but blame will blame is and that's whoever put you this way i am just offering if you want it a sword He'll ham hang back with the other two, just and you just hear him mention something that, along the lines of "zone of truth." Seems pretty false to me. Yeah, man, you're definitely alive. <laughs> Pat him on the shoulder, just like, oh man, this dude's so dead. <laughs> That's fine. I do not help people who do not want assistance. There are too many people who need help for me to force help on someone that does not want it. Very true. As you walk towards the, the spot where uh, the sword is kept, it is uh, in the garden behind the saloon, uh, which in turn is perched beneath what Ooh. seems to be a giant stone archway, um, the purpose of which you can't quite imagine. Maybe it's just a bit of public art. Maybe it was, it's something uh, they found beforehand, built the town around because it looked nice. Who knows? Um, but he, uh, the shopkeeper points you, um, just around the side of the saloon or through, who knows, um, to the garden, which, um, actually looks quite nice considering everything else is, um, abandoned, dusty, brown. The garden is green and luscious. Um, there's a small water feature, um, in the garden. There's a, almost like a, you know, a Japanese Zen garden kind of a, a feel to it. Um, in the middle of it is a large stone 
um, in which um, is pierced a large sword, um, and on the, uh, the the stone itself there is like a plaque which um, reads, whoever draweth forth this sword will become the ruler of Guasso and associated counties. I have a question for the DM. Yes. Is this at all familiar to Jade? Is she getting like deja vu? Like she's been here before? Um, Yeah, Jade feels like she's... It seems weirdly familiar. Maybe she's read some sort of legend about these sorts of swords because, you know, it's a world full of magic. Weird things happen. Yeah. Is the uh, sword like she, a friend yeah, of may, her? Yeah, maybe, like may, may, maybe she was told about it like as a child. Who knows? Hmm. Does it seem like the sword is a, you know, one could say a bastard sword in design? Language. <laughs> Whoa. Maybe one could say that. You know nothing of this sword's parentage. <laughs> <That's true>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. She's going to, like, hold back and scratch her chin as other people approach the sword. Well, Willie's giving a look to Jade, because this is not our first rodeo with a sword in the stone. Yeah, I'm going to let Simon try first. You know, me, the druid, try to pull a sword? Okay. I could think of no better leader than a kind man. We, I guess, but we don't use metal weapons, but okay. I mean, it's like a status symbol. Think of it as a cool hat that you could murder someone with. Oh. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, Simmon takes hold of the sword and gives it a tug. Um, Simmon, as you grab hold of each of the sword's like, cross guard areas and you tug with all your strength, the sword does not budge one inch. But to the other two, it looks as though he has suddenly gotten a very intense headache. Um, and Simmond, would you quickly knock off uh, 10 points of psychic damage oh. from your health? All right. And also, um, you're not quite sure why, but a single tear rolls down your eye, rolls down your cheek, even. <laughs> okay. Oh, wait, do we see that? Yeah, yeah. You, you seem like, um, like, hold his hand up to his temple as if he's got a real bad migraine, and you just well see this one lone tear... Oh, Simon, you down. should you should sit down and Willie really kind of like hip checks him out of the way because <laughs> he's never cried before. And if this is a sword that makes you cry, he's really curious to see if his body will do that. Okay. So, yeah, uh, I'm going to give that sword a tug, hoping for a fail. Um, once again, the sword does not move a micrometer. It just... Hangs out, and once again to Jade and Simmond, it looks as though a very pained expression comes upon the face of young Willie. His eyes briefly flash a few different colours before returning to their natural green. And instead of a, a brief tear uh, rolling down the cheek, it's more of a a small, like a, a more, almost like a, a groaning from the back of the throat. It's like a sort of a noise you hear emanating from Willie. Uh, Willie just sort of backs off, like quickly like rubs around his eyes to see if any tears came out and goes, oh, I guess I can't cry. Uh, Willie, you also take 10 points of psychic damage. Oh, can I take 11 for the fact that I realize that I don't have the ability to truly feel sadness and that death has I, come yes. for me? 
Yes, definitely. Oh, poor Will. Um, the, the shopkeeper um, is there with you, obviously. He says, "Don't ta- don't take it personally. I've 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 tried that myself, and um, how many times? Uh, well, I tr- I tried uh, tried one. I found it um, two days ago, and then I think I came back yesterday. Maybe you never know. Maybe maybe the sword decides one day that I'm suddenly worthy of being ruler, and then I can leave this place. But ah." Uh, Wait, here's a Not question. today. You got here two days ago, right? Oh, well, I woke up here about two days ago. I wandered over from the from the shop uh, just to get my bearings, and I found the sword. Didn't he say yesterday that he had been here for two days? Yeah. Yeah, I can't tell if he's just being loose with language or if he got his clock reset. I w- Assume I'm being loose with language because DM probably like loses track okay. of specific numbers. I say like he knows yesterday like happened, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but like then past that is a. I have a, a question. You know when you say the other day I did this and it could be anywhere up to about three months ago. Okay, um, under the working assumption that this person is dead. Could I make any sort of check to try to guess how many hit points they had while they were alive? Because if they're a commoner and they have like eight hit points and one day they got brave and were like, I think I'm the ruler of Guasso and took 10 points of psychic damage and no one was around. Did they gack themselves trying to pull this sword? Like, I guess investigation. Can I make an investigation to see if that's reasonable? Uh, or do they look too tough for that? Well, how about mechanically we'll leave it as a thought experiment. Okay. But you think that just who knows? Mm. All right, Jade, you're next. I mean, uh, but if I'm the ruler of Guasos and everyone will want to talk to me and I am very tired, which is short for I am very tired and do not want all the young people to be bothering me all the time. You know... Well, uh, oh, I guess actually Willie actively didn't overhear that conversation. I was going to say something about, well, you wanted to plot a land for your daughter. What about a frickin' country? But he wouldn't know. Too much. Unstable. I didn't know. I'm a, I'm a 25 years married sort of person. I did not want to be as the ruler of Guasso. Absolutely not. I will, however... You know, no one has to know that I am the ruler of Croissos, so as long as you guys agree not to tell anybody, I will test the sword. All right. <laughs> okay, I prepare to cry, and I walk over to the stone. Mm, it's not a given. Don't prepare too much. Don't, like, get excited about it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, and I chalk my hands with a little bit of desert dust, do a strength test. Right? Yeah, well, no need to roll. I didn't make the other two. Wouldn't be fair. Yeah, I know. And I tug on the sword and I say, it's all secrets if you agree. Mm Mm-hmm. I pull on. Um, What? (laughs) Jade, once you um, touch the sword's um, crossguard handle, however you want to hold it, you feel sort of a warmth spread through your fingers and a voice in your head Uh uh, that... Oh, oh my gosh! It just, oh, oh, oh no, I know what's happening, oh no! 
that says, Magatama as I neither live nor breathe. Oh, no. She doesn't remember her past lives, so she drops the sword. Okay. Ah! Aha, you're the rule of Guasso. Uh... Um, uh, it, one, once you drop it, though, the sword does rise up of its own accord out of the stone, kind of getting up in your business a bit. And uh, the, the voice does stay and goes, um, uh, the, the years have not been kind to you. You look awful. Oh, this is a sword. This is talking. Wait a minute. Have I, how many years have passed? What year is this currently? Forty-nine, five-nine, something. I have to look it up. <laughs> ah, yes, that'll that'll be it. Uh, five thousand odd years ought to do that. Uh, you must be a descendant, past life, water, future life. How do those work? Anyway, uh, I am Kagome Chirikikyo. <laughs> I do not understand that <laughs> reference, but yes. Someone's pumping their fist out there. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I should introduce myself, uh, my name. Uh, by, by the way, the other two um, cannot hear this. Oh, great. So Do we see you, the sword you, floating, though? You, you, saw, you see the sword floating in front of <laughs> Jade. And I am crying. And it worked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude, uh, Willie's just doing that, like, slapping the person next to you's chest, like, pointing at the thing that clearly you both are looking at. But I'm like, are you seeing this? <laughs> Get your camera out, man. Oh, man. Yes. Oh, yes, man. Start yes, painting. Willie. I see it. I see. <laughs> oh, man. I can't believe we know the ruler of Guasso. So, uh, back in Jane's mind. <laughs> Yo, I, I should probably introduce myself. My name is Maliocus. I was, um, how should we say? I was a companion to, I believe, one of your past lives. Her name was Magatama. She was a very feisty sword-wielding grandma. Yes, it sounds kind of like And it was my pleasure to deal death on her behalf. I do like dealing death. I'm saying in my mind. Then we should get on like a house on fire. No, we said we weren't doing that this time. (laughs) Hey, you know if you like... Speaking of, I mean, sorry, Latla... No, you you go. It's been a while since I've been able to speak with someone, so the words just come out, you know? <laughs> this is okay. I'm getting deaf in my ears. So, you know, I do like dealing death, and you're not going to tell anyone that you are this particular sword, right? I mean, once you're out of the stone, no one can tell, yeah? Oh, oh, you mean the thing about the ruler of Guasso? Hmm. Oh, that was me just uh, being funny with... Uh, some of the people who found me a number of years ago, I told them that whoever could pull me out would be the ruler, but no, that was a clever lie. People kept trying to pull me out, and I would just <laughs> give them headaches and insult them. It kept things fresh. You sound very mischievous. Perhaps a bit of the luck could straighten you out. We could become uh, traveling companions if you would like an education in the legal system, of course. So. Well, you are more than welcome to try. <laughs> and you could be the ruler of Guasso. I can measure things with you. Mm-hmm. One sword link, two sword links. 
<laughs> well, as long as you don't mind um, stabbing me in people occasionally or setting things on fire, I think we can come to some sort of partnership. Yes, much let's... as I did with your previous self. <laughs> I do not know if I believe that, but let's test this out. And I'm going to searing smite the stone that the sword came from. Okay. Okay. I actually don't smite many things, so I gotta look this up. Ooh. <laughs> Jade can cast one second level searing smite per long rest for free from the legacy of Avernus. I, oh, it's a creature attack. So I'm aiming for a spider. Sorry, Willie. Whoa. <laughs> scorpion. What? Aiming for a scorpion. Okay. All That's right. just like attacking a spider's cousin. <laughs> <laughs> they eat spiders, right? I don't know. Spiders eat spiders, man. Simmons also has opinions about attacking innocent scorpions. Hey, why don't you just do it to me? I recover hit points. Well, oh, hey, 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 watch yourself now, miss. It's, a, I, it's almost like a greater being has designed me to be virtually unkillable. <laughs> do you do you just want to destroy this stone? Yeah. Oh. And, like, become partners with the Searing Smite. Yeah. All right. So, DM, it's some oh. damage. I don't care. I'm taking out the scorpion. Hey. Yeah. I'm, I'm cool. I'll, I'll let you just do it through the stone if you want. I'd, because um, I don't want to hurt did... you, Willie. Willie looks so offended. I'm not hurting him. Well, no, I was just going to take a sharpie and, or sorry, a blarpie and draw a mean face on the rock, <laughs> thus turning it into a creature. It's a pet rock now. Yeah, it's my familiar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, golems are a thing. <laughs> yeah, all right. So just to be like, okay, Maliokas, let's try this out. And um, I hope you can withstand fire. <laughs> withstand fire my dear I, pro- I produce it and as, as such the sword bursts into flames of its own accord Ooh. sweet and then the You're rock is need cool. that block later <laughs> the rock is now on fire Woo! we don't need no water <laughs> <laughs> well I, I must say it is good to be doing that sort of Swinging and hitting again. It has been quite some time, but there, there is something I should, I should mention. All here is not quite what it seems. Are you undead too? Well, I have been here for the past, oh, maybe a century, century and a half. Who knows? Who knows how time goes? Sorry, I didn't mean to rhyme. <laughs> but let me just tell you that. This place is abandoned for a reason. And with that, we will call it for this first half of this episode of the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. Thank you for joining us. We will be back in a short while. Go get yourself some ice cream. Why not? Your choice of flavor. Review? And, well, uh, oh, uh, do you do an ice cream review? Yes, I think we can do an ice cream review, can't we? Uh, ice cream Was review? It? Real quick, yeah, big fan of Rocky Road. Pretty good. Lots of stuff going on there. But for a review that's slightly more on topic for podcast, uh, I have the pleasure of reviewing uh, Twilight 96. Uh, they were kind enough to say, great podcast. Memorable characters and the dynamics between each other are great. Uh, especially love some of the goofier characters like wing nugget balpator so many lovable goofballs five stars lovely so if you 
to want to leave us some nice things to say, then go on your podcast provider of choice, leave a nice review, and we'll read it out loud. Once again, the offer is open to specifying an accent or a voice. Proficiency not guaranteed. <laughs> Non-proficiency almost assured. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's also that. But for now, though, we'll leave you in the capable hands of whatever happens in between the halves. But for this half, we were joined by Willie. Willie. Simmond. Au revoir. And definitely not the new ruler of Guaso, Jade. Swoosh. I'm swinging the sword around. It's on fire. It's crackling. My, my eyes are reflecting the flames. Whoa. Jade. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. We hope that you're enjoying this episode of the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. This episode's shout out is from Garden Goddess 96, who says, quote, French pastry is absolutely accessible to anyone willing to follow the right tips with patience and passion. Take your new hobby to the next level of fun and boldness by bringing fans into your kitchen with Madeline's Academy your new online French pastry school. End quote. Can you think of someone who might enjoy this podcast? Please share it with them. Is their birthday coming up? A special day? We can wish them a happy message on your behalf. You can arrange for us to read your shout out on air at firebreathingkittenspodcast.com through our partnership with the website Buy Me a Coffee. Do you enjoy reading books? You can find ebooks, paperbacks, and hardcover novels based on our adventures on Amazon.com. The authors do a great job of adapting the stories into fun novels. We also have official merchandise on Redbubble.com. Imagine owning a notebook with the Fire Breathing Kittens logo on the front, or a t-shirt with one of your favorite characters. Lastly, we don't pay to advertise our show, so the only way we can grow is if you tell someone about us. Is there an episode that would make that person smile? Tell them about it. Thank you. <laughs> oh, oh my god, I'm being a good boy. Everyone stop riffing. I know. Welcome back to the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. Thanks for coming back. Uh Last we will we'll, we'll shoot through this recap because everyone's in a bit of a weird mood at the moment. <laughs> However, last time in the first half, um, our adventurers arrived at a seemingly abandoned Wild West sort of a town, with only one occupant, a shopkeeper with memory problems, who turned out somehow to be undead. Meanwhile, at night there are some ghost rider types who come in from the sky to try and take him away for reasons as yet unknown. So, so far our um, erstwhile party have travelled over to the saloon in which Jade has been reunited with a friend from another lifetime, uh, Maliocus, a sentient sword who is a bit of a bastard sword. I have to put that in, therefore it's fine. <laughs> um, and that is more or less where we've left it. There have been some fun shenanigans and hopefully some more coming up now. So, team, gang, what have you? Uh, wasn't the sword about to tell us something? 
Yes, he was. Uh, we left it on a rather juicy cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Willie has pulled out his sword. Just he's he's just feeling like very lightly competitive. Where he's like, yeah, I have a magic sword too. <laughs> yeah, is your sword uh, sentient sentient as well? I don't I don't know, DM. Is it? Up until this moment, it has not spoken to me. But I don't I don't think I've ever tried talking to it. So I just <laughs> yeah, I, I try talking to your sword. What even are you doing? I don't know, man. I'm I'm messing up. So I knock on my chest because that's where my sword lives. And uh, I just kind of like whisper and think down like, hey, do you, do you talk? Do you, do you know this sword? I think even if it were sentient, it wouldn't know. Mm. All right, cool. That, that's cool. You don't have to talk. I love you. It can be sentient to you if you want. Oh, I don't you know. know. It, no. it might not be sentient in the normal sense, but if you feel like it has a personality, then feel free. Yeah, my sword's definitely a little sassy. But beyond that... That's a fun little... It's <laughs> How do you determine in a magical world? Is it magic? Is it, is, is it uh, schizophrenia? Willie canonically has multiple spirits living inside of his head and body. So, like, maybe the sword's just getting lost in the clamor. But, uh... Go, go on, I want to hear about why this town is funky. Okay, so how about we say that because Maliokas only really talks to Jade, everything he says will be relayed mm. to the other two. That is up to Jade. I repeat up everything word for word. Okay. Okay. I politely just... pause whenever there's a swear word in the quote I'm making, leaving a space. Uh... Willie starts treating it like mad libs and yelling out swears. <laughs> <laughs> and Simmons starts clapping his hand over Willie's mouth. <laughs> he 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 puts his hand over his mouth and then he pulls his head against his chest and pats his or strokes his head and goes, There, 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 there. It's okay. Uh Willie stops doing it after the first time because he like immediately realizes he wants to cry and then remembers that he can't and then just freezes up. So this uh, this town, uh, actually, what what was your name? <laughs> I never asked. Uh, the town is named Noel, and my no, name is no. No, no, I meant your name. This I is knew Jade. you was Magatama, <laughs> but I don't think I ever I actually asked. <laughs> I think she says good morning, just... <laughs> and that she is Jade. <laughs> I love a move. Okay. I, love I think I heard the word Jade from. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, I love being a paladin. Give me a pizza pie. I'm Jade. <laughs> She's you French, not Italian. Not break of no laws. <laughs> she wants a croissant. <laughs> I'm sorry. We are very unfocused today. I'm you sorry. were saying. No, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I, my perfect Jade impression. I had to bust it out. <laughs> Honestly, I was just waiting for someone to say the word bagel, and then we'd really kick off. <laughs> bagel? Bagel. Bagel. Hey, who, who said something about bagels? <laughs> bagel? Oh, the Pokemon? Oh, God, no, not the bagel. Don't. <laughs> Willie has a seizure. Cream cheese goes slurp. <laughs> oh, God, no. Oh, no. We're getting too... Chewing it with my dentures. <laughs> we are approaching maximum self-reference. 
<laughs> the engines can't take anymore. The podcast feeds will go out. <laughs> if you want to keep these lights on, tell us, Maliocus, what about this town? <laughs> we need <laughs> plot to survive. Uh, well, uh, some time ago, I cannot remember quite how long ago because time behaves differently. I fell through a rip in the universe and ended up here. I sat for some time. Uh, the town was full of the, at that moment, which is when I uh, <laughs> gave them the impression that whoever drew me out uh, would become ruler of Guasso. However, sometime afterwards, uh, some kind of catastrophe happened out. I would tell you more, but I was pointing the wrong direction and therefore could not see. Uh, I remember a lot of screaming and a lot of running and uh, quite a few uh, fireballs flying everywhere. But um, yes, this town encountered some kind of um, reaping, as it may be said. And I get the feeling that this fellow over there Maybe tied to it somehow, but I do not know. I do not think even he knows, judging by his appearance. In my head, I quietly ask you, Maliocus, so no one else can hear. I do not uh, know if he can remember things. Do you remember this person, the shopkeeper, from before the annihilation? Were they a well, villager? I, I mean, my memory is... Um, Picky, let's say uh, some people I choose not to remember because they are boring. But this fella, he comes by every couple of days to try and pull me out for, well, let's say maybe the last, mm, let's be generous, let's call it a century. Every couple of days Whoa. comes by, tries to pull me out. I feed him a different insult every time. It's the, really the only thing I have to think about now is how to hurt him immensely. That's like tens of thousands of insults. Like I said, I've got a lot of time on my cross guard. God, a true demon. I do not know which is sadder. The person who is forced to think of insults all day or the person who can't remember them. Oh, is this oh so don't worry. I, I enjoy it. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, you know, I have some sword polishing grease here from my other swords. One that we will not talk about ever again. I feel like I just, I just kind of like how you pat someone on the shoulder. I'm just patting grease onto the sword to polish it. And like, you've been in a rock a long time. I'm just going to make you pretty. Oh, I, 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 I do appreciate it. And then the grease like mysteriously disappears into the sword. It's like drinks it. <laughs> you pull, pull, sing, and I add more grease. <laughs> well, any, any time. I don't suppose there is some sort of bakery in town. Is there? I could do with a, 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 a thorough coating of cream cheese. <laughs> DM, did Alice send cream cheese with Jade? Uh, <laughs> just, I mean, just do a roll for cream cheese. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll do a roll for cream cheese. Hang on. That uh, does require oh. you to understand how likely it is that she would send cream cheese. Is well, this a 50 Considering I just rolled a nat 20, <laughs> there is cream, cream cheese. There we go. The dice it's, tell it's a the story. good kind of cream cheese as well. Mm. Yeah, pre-whipped. Whoa. <laughs> Yeah. You don't have to whip anything. <laughs> and now it is yours, Meliokas. Oh, well, I, I do declare this is the best day I have had in a long time. Uh, Willie gives a very confused look to Simon. 
<laughs> you have just witnessed your friend rubbing cream cheese on a sword. I think like, uh, a strange look is warranted. Pulls the sword out, lights on fire, starts swinging around the room, smiles, greases, applies cream cheese. Uh, very strange. So what's going on, Jade? It does like cream cheese, it does. Oh, hello, yes. I think the sword is very sad. We should help it out. Uh, why don't you try out your best insult on anime uh, today? He failed, yes? Uh, I will share it with him. Oh, uh, well, you can you can tell him from me that he looks like... Mm. Shopkeeper, my sword says that you look like a... You know what? He looks so boring that I can't even think of anything that he looks like. You look so boring that he cannot even think of what you look like, shopkeeper. Oof. Yes. It sounds way meaner with a French accent. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we we got that story relayed. Um, So there was an annihilation. But there's still people who live here. Like you said, there was a functioning post office. Um, the, the shopkeeper will reply to this one because their accents are slightly vaguely similar. Well, I, 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 I just drop off a, a letter in the post box. So I, I hope they take it. Okay. Um, would you mind going back to the shop and preparing lunch? I'm sure everyone will be peckish soon. We're going to pen a few letters and you just go back to the shop. And make lunch. Oh. That would be so uh, cool. Uh, uh, of course not. I, I, I will see what I can uh, uh, dig up. And he will toddle off back to the, the curiosity shop. And that is where you will find him later on. Uh, cool. Oh, also I'm going to call for my mount. Um, Margaret. So, so you have to uh, have the Margaret. No, <laughs> no, no. I just uh, definitely knew the name before. And uh, didn't make it up on the spot. I was just making sure to say it slow so the weight of the name Margaret would come through. Mm. Obviously. Um, Yeah, Yeah, this ain't ain't just Margaret. This is Margaret. Margaret. (laughs) With the hand gesture. Margaret, come to me. (laughs) And I I call for her. Um, And I just say, hey guys, this is Margaret. Uh, She's made of smoke. And uh, I made her out of magic. Hello, I am Jade. Why are you guys doing this to me? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. Let's <laughs> see how many times we can get you to introduce people. I have more summons. Great. <laughs> Simon just um, holds out a gentle hand to Margaret. Uh, Sables are really cute. If you haven't seen them, they look like a cross between like a bear cub and a weasel. And uh, they got big, cute like paws. So you got big old paw. And she's very nice. Uh... But but is you know like uh, technically a fiend subtype, so she you know she she's sassy as well, just like my sword. Um, no, but the point being, sorry, the point being, uh, this guy is a very unreliable narrator, so I think it might be best for us to investigate this town on our own. He might be under the delusion that this town is more active than it seems, and I think a simple way of testing this theory is to see. If there are a stack of letters in an untouched post box. That is a great idea. We know he has delusions. He thinks he's alive, and we think he's dead. 
True, true. Nobody. Uh, he had it coming. Oh, he had oh. it coming. <laughs> he only had himself to blame. Ooh, I've started something. You could have been there. <laughs> you would have seen it. <laughs> All right. Maybe you would have done the same. Now it's copyright. <laughs> uh, Jade, Willie, Seven, Chucky. We're very distractible today. <laughs> yeah, we go to the fun. post office. That was a great idea. Oh. Uh. Okay, but before anyone else has any further further wild thoughts, um, you make your way over to the post office. It is um, at the uh, top end of town, back towards the station. Um, when you enter the post office door, every single building in this town has, you know, the saloon doors because they're particularly pleasing to open and close, so they swing open, swing mm-hmm. shut again. The... First thing you notice as you go in is that it is completely empty, um, aside from dust coating pretty much every surface available. Aside from the floor, where you notice a lot of footprints, but upon further investigation, should you wish to, you would see that they are all pretty much identical. So it seems like the same pair of feet has just walked in and out of this a countless number of times. But... Also, as you just walk in, you will see um, all of you, as Willie suspected, there are not just piles, but whole bags filled with unsent letters. And digging around in one of the piles, you pull out a, a letter or two, and they are completely identical. They are this, like the exact same letter um, along the lines of, I've woken up in a strange town. Please send help. Oh, Willie like shakes his head and goes, he put him in bags and he doesn't even <laughs> remember. Like, Oh, there's so many letters here. I got to clean this up. Yep. Got to help out. Put him in a bag. Oh, oh God. It's so, it's so deeply sad. Ah, uh, we, we need the why. Proof of his death. Honestly, worst case scenario just frustrates him to aggression. We don't know how powerful of an undead he might be. If we wish to hasten this being's journey into whatever lies next for him, whether it be Wayne or Woe, uh, which I don't, I think I've messed up on the first one. Anyway, uh, we gotta figure out why this guy died. I have a sneaking suspicion that I would like to address. Mm hmm. My theory is that this person was the Annihilation, and it's their guilt keeping them here. Oh, yeah, definitely okay. could be the bad guy. I, I, uh, th- that was, yeah. So how do we get them to remember their guilt over what they've done to this town? Do we take them to the cemetery? Do we take them to places that got destroyed? Like, what do we do? We got to put, I, I think we should put together a timeline and then walk him through it. And then, you know, like when you lose your keys and they're like, retrace your steps. He lost okay. his memories, so let's walk him through the day of the annihilation. Yeah, and either they were a hero who failed to save the town, or the person who destroyed it. Yeah, um, and then either way, uh, DM gets to tell their whole story. So. Yeah, we want that. I also have a bit of an idea here as well. Um, just I'm just looking through my spells and seeing what's, what's what I have, what's possible. I do have commune with nature, 
which normally doesn't work in 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 towns but i'm not sure if this sound is like small enough that there's still plenty of access because like, there's not a lot of concrete or anything like we're Ooh. on the dirt he said that the area around the uh, store in the stone was still really green and verdant. So there's definitely okay. plants there you could talk to. Yeah, so this is a fifth level divination. Um, and it lets you gain ac- information about the land within three miles. And three facts of my choice. Some of the options here include information on powerful celestials, fae, fiends, elementals, oh. or undead as well as influence from other planes of existence. I think that's definitely within the bounds of history of the town. If they're talking Mm -hmm. like you can detect where gods are, like asking a tree, like, hey, what happened in the past hundred years? You know, I think that's a real, real smart one. Yeah, yeah, because because this is a little bit more than just the uh, like, like talk with plants that I used to use, because that's just within the last day or two. Yeah. there's no time limit on commune with nature. This yeah. is the big kid version. And the only way the DM is going to go along with this is if you let some good storytelling happen. So how are you going to make it enticing to the DM? I'm not sure. Uh, side note real that. quick. I got dispel magic and uh, remove curse. So. Me too. All right. Dope. Yeah. We double down. But um, yeah, just I juice it. Magic. I, can, I can remove magic uh, the number of times of my charisma modifier per day. Like, I'm, Whoa. yeah, just for free. I'm a, I'm an anti-magic paladin, apparently. Whoa. Yeah. I thought I was big, big shoes. Well, don't worry. Don't worry. I got, I got weaknesses. We call them stealth. <laughs> oh, no, we're good. I mean, all my slots are <laughs> spotted for offense, so I can't do much. Um, I can do some good skill checks if we need with my flashback, but. Very cool. Uh, so storytelling. So you're commuting with nature. How are we going mm-hmm. to? Well, I think at this point we could probably cue the DM in on the plan. One more hook. Well, do you we... want to do mine first, or do you want to do your thing first? Could we do them at the same time? Like get this sure. person to try to meditate, and remember, and at that point uh, you commune with nature. I sure. I, I like Jade's plan of investigating like the cemetery and stuff like that, like the blast yeah. sites while you're talking to plants. And then once we, yeah. once we have our timeline, that's when we bring the guy out and we're like, Hey, what was that show where they're like, this is your life. <laughs> like you were a, a jerk. Yeah. And, yeah. You know? Okay. All right. I'm going to wave the DM and that's a great plan. We're going to go to the cemetery and commune with nature and then bring the guy in to reveal what we've learned. Yeah. Okay. And I'll go with Jade, because um, you don't need any skill checks, you know. Like you're you're just talking to plants. We don't have to split up. Oh, okay. I got I uh, my instinct is Scooby Doo. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, DM, we have a plan. Okay. Yeah, we're just gonna smash everything together, and we're gonna get the person, and we're going to the cemetery, or anything that looks busted up. If there's not okay. a cemetery, then a destroyed building, please. Okay, yep, I, I can provide a destroyed building. Oh, dang. <laughs> there are lots of those. Well, well okay, luckily, so there, the there idea... is one on the map. Burned there is one on the building. map. We yeah. were told of this uh, annihilation, or what was the term? Catastrophe, I think I said. Catastrophe. We're, we're looking for the sites where it looks like a catastrophe might have occurred. Yeah, and we're bringing the shopkeeper. Is there, like, a big... like? bomb site or something is there a big hole I've, I've got a fun one but I'll, I'll save that one for later for a suitably dramatic moment uh, but yes 
Uh, somewhere out of town, there is, in fact, uh, the, the ruins of a building. Um, so after having a, a wander around, you make your way there. And this seems to be, you think, maybe the remnants of some sort of magical laboratory. So you've got um, old tables which have been thrown aside, lots of broken beakers and other like alchemical equipment. How, and, oh, how intact is the building? Is it like roof uh, blown out or is it like yeah, the, there the, was the, a the roof, fire? Yeah, there was like a, a big old fire. The roof was blown out. Only a couple of walls are still standing. Mm. So like plants uh, have grown into this space? Uh, there's not a huge amount of plant life uh, nearby, so there will be sand on mm. quite a few different areas of the place. How natural I don't... feeling. What, the sand? Yeah. The the place is not, like, concreted over, correct? Not concreted, no. Okay. Yeah, because it's nature, not just plants. Yeah, mm. nature is invading with the sand. Cactuses. Yeah, so a cool. tumbleweed is in this room. Yeah, there, there's um. a tumbleweed who looks at you funny. And he's like, what are you guys doing here? Heal, Margaret. There's a dangerous tumbleweed about. <laughs> hey, I asked you, what are you doing in my home? Dear God. Uh, what what are you doing living here? Are well, you... you know, I just uh, tumble in and out of the place. Uh, who, whoever really knows what I'm doing. I just go from here to there. Uh, look dramatic in scenes and... Uh, do nothing else. No one really even knows what I am. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, I have no idea what you are. Tumbleweed? I kneel down and put a pair of googly eyes on it. I, I, you know, Jade, I was picturing just that and I'm glad you did it. <laughs> uh, Tumbleweed, what do you know of this area? Oh, of this area? I know, I know quite, quite a bit about what's going on. Um, obviously, you know, uh, like what, what you want to know? What happened here? What destroyed oh, well, I'm not, I'm not, this laboratory? I'm not that old, you see. I'm I'm just a... I've only been alive, like, a couple of days. Oh, well, get out of here, then. I kick it. It's a little tumbleweed butt. <laughs> boot. Boot the tumbleweed out <laughs> yeah. of the room. Ow. Get out of here. We're trying to so, get focused. I was say, let me, let me take over here a little bit. <laughs> so, what we're doing is I'm casting the fifth level divination spell, um, Commune with Nature. Oh, you um, don't need to. It's a talking tumbleweed. No, get well, this tumbleweed, tumbleweed out of here. <laughs> Not tumbleweeds, nature. <laughs> yeah, all of nature. All of nature within three miles of here. All right. Um, okay. So Fixed I'm able level. to just tap into the landscape, all the nature within three years, th three miles, no time limit on this. And it, what it does, it allows me to determine information on a variety of subjects. W amongst those are um, information on undead within the area, influence from other planes of existence so i'm just going to tap into the natural history of a three mile radius from here and you know see what happened here what 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 was this cataclysm who is this undead anything that's happened in the natural world at any time in within three miles of here is information i am privy to okay so i know that's a picture. lot yeah i'll i'll, I'll try and I'll try and cut it down for bite-sized chunks. So, in the immediate area, um, you know, as also evidenced by your eyes, um, you can sense that a lot of the uh, 
nature like around this building was scorched some time ago due to an enormous blast but a bit a little bit wider out um you can feel that the area was affected by you know a giant rip in the fabric of the in the world and that there was some to your there was some interference by other planes certainly going on um do you have any sort of radar for that because i know with detect magic we like to have it as a sort of a radar kind of ping do you get a directional sense or is it just a a holistic it's a very open together very open okay mm-hmm. it's a reason it's a fifth level spell hmm. um otherwise i mean you you get you get a <laughs> you get a weird sense of anger from the tumbleweed who's just been kicked as well okay um See what else would have been affected nature-wise. Well, um, I mean, I think you, it also yeah, you, you'd get tells it, you'd me def- anything. Yeah, you you definitely get a sense of like the natural like food chain was upset in the sense that it was like uprooted and wiped out. Well, you do get three questions. So. Yeah, so so far I'm only really selecting two. So it gives you kind of holistic information, not just like what's influence because it doesn't say it's limited to what is influencing like the natural world like for example i would think if anything happened for people walking on the ground the ground remembers um like it, it, this is a very open spell so for now i want to know the backstory on this undead shopkeeper and um any influence that might have come from another plane of existence you know what happened um during that event so my two questions so far. Okay. One second. Yeah, give us the juice. This spell might be a little bit game-breaking for a mystery. Well, when tastefully done, you know, it took us a while before we realized this is the question that we needed to ask. <laughs> I show up to new places and I commune with nature to see what happened 100 years ago all the time. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's my go-to. <laughs> is I'm just like, hey, plants, what happened? Hey, 100 years ago, was there like a... a- catastrophe here hey this town sucks why (laughs) earth tell me (laughs) mother gaia why does it suck (laughs) my child so i'm having a look at commune with nature (laughs) yes it it very much reads as a a what rather than a why oh um so it so some of the stuff it lists as it says you instinctively gain knowledge of up to three effects of your choice about any of the following subjects as they relate to the area so like terrains and bodies of water like plants minerals animals or peoples it um like powerful beings it seems to suggest rather than a like what's the dealio with them it's more like a are there any oh well you you are the dm it is your ruling I mean, it does also specifically say the spell doesn't function where nature has been replaced by construction, such as in dungeons and towns. Exactly. That's why I was asking if we're still... How many walls make a building? Minecraft says you need a roof. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good with giving you, like, the holistic general idea of, like, what's going on because it has affected this, like, surrounding nature, like, an area. Okay. All right. Do you think we could determine the nature of the explosion? Was it a spell gone wrong or it like was very pollution? much magical in nature? Hmm. Like 
a factory explosion or somebody sucks at magic? Like maybe combined with like an investigation check of what we're looking at the remains of this building. Like what was this an accident and this guy is trapped or is he a bag? We're just trying to figure out if this guy's a freaking dink or not. And well, after you do that, I have a question. You got something? Because I'm just on a wing right now. You you go. Let's, let's see what the DM does, and then I'll... Okay. Well, um, feel free to give me an investigation role for finding useful things, because that's kind of what it's for. Ooh. Hey, I'll take a 19. Okay, yes. 19, 19, 19. Uh, what you would find, because, you know, it is ruined, you kind of have to scrape sand off all sorts of things. You find a couple of couple of interesting bits and bobs. Um, you find some old journal scraps, which uh, reference um, a certain level of level of magical research, um, specifically into trying to rid the town of this unnamed menace. Um, it also mentions um, the specific need for face coverings to avoid breathing in certain substances and also you find in um, just one corner um, of the shop you find like an old metal sign which is um, luckily not rusted due to the lack of water in the surrounding area uh, which simply reads Von Erden Magical Artifacts Incorporated Willie what did you do what the heck? Uh, Willie's staring because uh, he's never met his parents or any family members. To his knowledge, they were just basically snakes in a swamp. Like, uh, he like has never used his full name before. He's like, literally was called like the vessel for the king. Up until he ran away and then went into a bay and then chose the name Willie because it was, you know, something that was new. So he's like just truly dumbfounded. Like he doesn't have eyes that can express things, but like his brows are like deeply furrowed. Uh, and just like you see, like he was like kind of like uh, he was, I was going to make a joke like when he found the writings like ah, nerds are here. And then, like, casually looks over and sees the sign and then just stops, pun semi-intended, dead in his tracks. Uh, meanwhile, Jade, uh, Maliocus sends a thought to you um, along the lines of, just saying, um, I'm, I'm not sure whether you are of the magical persuasion there, but I feel something going on beneath my... My point, if that makes sense. Something going on beneath the ground. Thank you for pointing that out. So, that was a pun on sword points. You know, I would like to do an insight check on the shopkeeper. Because... Uh, he's at the curiosity shop. Oh no, we brought him with us. No, you... Uh, really uh, sent him to go make breakfast. I did, and then I wanted to wait to bring him back. Okay. I uh, remember right. Jade, no, Jade said that she grabbed him, because I was like, ah, oh, should I interrupt? No, I'm not going to. We'll just roll with it. So, I do think Jade said that she, uh, she brought him with us. 
Although if the DM doesn't want that, that's okay. I, can... I, I, don't, I don't remember that happening, if that was something you mentioned when uh, I was not there. It might have been over. No, it's okay. It's okay. He's not here. That's fine. Um, all right. Well, then. Uh, uh... I mean, you can go and get him if you want. No, it's fine. Um, it, it's, it's about like a five-minute walk. It's okay. Uh, I just tell my friends. Is this old as pointed out to us that uh, is always something magical under our feet? Uh, Willie pulls his smoking pits, like almost like like hard to pull his smoking pits away from the sign, and uh, goes like, uh, "Yes, yes, let's uh, look for a staircase. There must be something here." Searching for secret levers and traps and hidden cellars. Can I do that? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Maybe it shouldn't be me who does the search. <laughs> you can you can all do it. You, I mean, in, yeah. in these sorts of things, you wouldn't necessarily just go, all right, Jade, you do it. We'll just stand around. <laughs> Everyone, okay. would you like to search for a way into the ground? Investigation or uh, perception? Uh, whichever one you're most comfortable with. Let's see which one. 12 perception. I'll take a 21 perception. Uh, 16 perception. Okay, yeah. Um, You're all scrabbling around trying to find secret doors and passages and trap doors and all sorts of the like, but um, Willie uh, gets there first. Um, you find a, a, a trap door hidden beneath an old, very thick, very dusty rug. Uh, and you, you pull it open and there is a ladder which goes down into an area which must have been like the like you've got the face of the like the laboratory but this is like the the proper like interesting proper dangerous stuff that goes down down in there so you've got big vats of bubbly liquid and some old like glass jars which have weird things floating in them and once again there's another uh, sign on the wall which you know it's a lot cleaner than the other one. It still says um, Von Erd and Magical Artifacts Incorporated. That's a freaking name again. Uh, but because uh, this place be being underground is a lot better kept than the rest of the town and it looks like a bit of a departure because it's not really Wild West themed. It's much more classic, you know, sci-fi potion-y stuff. Um, and there are like some full like lab reports um ready to read on a couple of benches there's some journals type things there's like a, a couple of beds in the corner whatever you could want for uh, some people holding down to do some serious science it's less magic uh willie's gonna cross to one of the beds and sit down and uh i bought this item as like a joke but i'm really glad he uh, he pulls out his smoke monster pipe and just like Sits down and starts smoking a pipe, like, thinking deeply, and as he exhales, all the smoke turns into cool little spooky monsters. But, uh, yeah, this is a lot for him. So, uh, you guys take lead. Simmons is gonna read the journals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what is up with- I don't even want to call him family. Like, that's kind of what's going through his head, is like, I don't know the term- to reference the Von Erdens in relationship to me. Okay, yeah, so so these journals, um, they're, they're kind of mixed in with the lab reports. They very much run concurrently. 
Um, so have, having a scan through, um, they do seem to detail um, this catastrophe as it, uh, like, as it happened. So the people taking this obviously lived through it for a certain length of time. Um, so it details how a, a rip in the sky uh, just opened one day and th- through it flew a number of strange creatures that no one had ever seen before um, around the same point as that giant uh, stone archway by the saloon uh, was. And it uh, details how the townsfolk didn't really know what to do at first. They just um, obviously panicked for a start. So some tried to escape because um, the monster started attacking people. Um, and weirdly enough, um, they uh, some of the reports even detailed uh, some townsfolk changing into these creatures. But the important thing uh, that it, te- it tended to mention was that to avoid that, you needed to cover your face with some sort of cloth to stop breathing in what they think was some sort of magical dust. Oh, oh frick a dick. Oh, wait. Oh, However, that... if when, when you're getting towards the end of the journals, um, you read some very specific language which says, my brothers and I have come up with a solution. We know that this monstrosity is too dangerous to be left to wander. That's why we're going to seal the town from all people. No one will no one will be able to enter. No one will be able to leave. However, we need more time to develop a proper solution. And it is with a heavy heart that we have decided to sacrifice our humanity in order to defeat this presence. Wilbur is sorting the uh, components of the spell right now. He's working in the other room. Um, Percival is sorting out the incantation itself. And Franklin is locating suitable... uh, is locating suitable objects to use as phylacteries. This will not be pleasant for any of us, but if we can save the world from these moths, then I think it's worth it. Hope no one may hear of the the Von Erdens and their sacrifice, but hopefully being a lich is not all it's cracked up to be. And just dead boy Willie, as you guys are reading this, is like across the room, kind of like occasionally glancing up, like too afraid to ask, like, what are you reading? And do do I, am I even like supposed to care? Like, you know, but just, just glancing at you. We've got some very thoughtful players. Um, so it seems like... I mean, I may be reading this wrong, but it seems like Willie, like this is his backstory. But then that doesn't quite make sense because there are already three Ghost Riders. Oh no! Were those my? Their their names are Wilbur, Percival, and Franklin. Okay, so Wilbur is not Willie. Maybe Willie is their son. I, I, it might just be a distant relative because this was like if this was a hundred years ago, that's like two generations. We don't know how old you are. 
Oh, that's right. I really don't know how old I am. You did. I didn't see a clock until I think I was 19. What was the birthday I just celebrated? (laughs) Was I ever 19? Uh, But again, this is kind of why, like, this is really fun for me as a player. Willie doesn't know any of this stuff. That's why I didn't want to read the book. So what do you, you, you know, this is up to you guys. You just read, you know, a potential backstory for this weird fish boy. I don't have any reason to think that, that this information would be distressing to Willie, so I share it. Uh, okay, so after, like, you you get, like, halfway through the explanation, and then Willie would probably take the books from your hands, like, splay them out on a table, and uh, just, again, is, like, confused on how to feel about this. Uh, and then I guess he would, after, like, a long, silent minute... Do you believe in destiny? I believe in the statistical averages that eventually you will get to a significant place if you live long enough. How is it that those who share a biological bloodline, but completely removed by generations, distance, and any sort of familial connections, would all end up as undead beings working towards a greater good? What? And he kind of gets a little mad. Willie doesn't get mad too often. Willie doesn't feel too often. Uh, he kind of like brushes the books onto the floor and goes, "What? What is this? What is this?" And he kind of like like an angry twenty-year-old boy kind of starts freaking out a little bit. Do you believe in a genetic predisposition towards being undead? I don't know. Am I supposed to? Is that a thing? How magic is this world? And he kicks a stool. <laughs> You remind me a bit of myself when I was your age. I, too, was concerned that free will was merely an illusion and that where we are born in the world and who we are born to determines our priorities, our goals, and our ethic systems. And, uh, you know, I mean, if you have a cousin you have never met and you meet them and they have ended up in the same job field as you, did you really choose your job field or were you born to it? It's a good question. I... You know, if your parents are completely evil and they, you know, enjoy tormenting and torturing other people, does that mean that you also have to be evil? I mean, if your biological ancestors were undead protecting a town, does that mean that it is not your choice? That you have no free will? And uh, it's a good question. Uh, you know, can I ever truly stop being chaotic evil and truly be lawful good? I do not know. But I do know that you choose what you do, Willie. You choose each action in each day. You know, maybe maybe there is no such thing as free will after all. Maybe it's just a lie that you are making your best choices and best options. But you can try. Uh, like, as these, like, words ring in Willie's ears, he feels the king of all creation stirring in his chest. And, like, uh, you know, he's been getting more and more in touch with the king. And, uh, like, viewing him and himself in, like, a different light. Like I said in the very top of the episode, Willie's rebranding. And, uh, he feels like a sense of comfort in both Jade's words about, like, making your own decisions and having this supposed being inside of him that is the embodiment of making decisions. 
And, uh, yeah, he calms down, picks up the stool he kicked, starts putting the journals, like, together on the table, and then eventually just binds them together and puts them in his bag. Uh, thank you. Uh, sorry for getting emotional. I'm not very used to it. You're allowed to be emotional. You know, the idea is that everything you have chosen was chosen for you. Breed a diamond before you ever made the decision is a bit upsetting. And I also, I, I disagree with this notion. I think that perhaps that's what's intended for us. Good luck. Try to control me. I'm going to be a lawful paladin. <laughs> I suppose. And you know, 25, 27 years later, have you achieved what you intended to do? I am a happily married woman. I'm retired from the town guard. I think, yes, the results would say that you can choose your own path. Uh, as, like, Willie, you know, is kind of, like, motioning for us to, like, let's go deal with this dead guy. Uh, he's, like, walking up the stairs and kind of looks back with a, his shark tooth smile at Jade and goes, I did meet a girl at the tattoo shop the other day. Yes, choose your path, you know? And if you happen to want to protect it down or do something nice, you know, well, you know what I always say: if the law says to do it, do it. Uh, Willie, well, I don't, I don't know about be- that. <laughs> uh, Willie, before we have a quick change of scenery, when you put the the journal back into your bag, you do notice just a small little something because it does seem to have been like a joint journal between the people working down here. But that final entry um, was signed off by, I mean, the, the handwriting is a bit bit difficult to read, but you think it says Deirdrick. Deirdrick. There's a fourth one. Oh, no. Oh, no. No. We go and get the shopkeeper. Oh, wonder what is... Is it the shopkeeper? Yeah, wonder what is... Willie? No, I don't think it was me. I think... I think the shopkeeper is related to... Oh, my... Oh, my goodness. I'd like to bring the shopkeeper back to the basement and see if I can jog some memories. Yeah, okay. You you want to go grab him? Yeah. Oh, thank you for lunch. uh, You know, it looks very good, and I hand it to my friends without eating any. Oh, well, he he couldn't really find... There wasn't a lot of (laughs) food around the place um there was a lot of melted ice cream apparently in <laughs> some old crates so it's all quite disappointing quite dry quite dusty this looks fantastic i hand it to my friends it is not food oh. willie eats it anyway because he doesn't eat <laughs> food either way <laughs> uh, he is a billy goat uh, uh simon you know uh you know what yes. i talked about before <laughs> Yeah, I've, about... brought, uh, I've brought the shopkeeper, yeah. Oh. And this um, uh, laboratory basement. We talked about communing with nature, but that didn't reveal a whole lot. Okay, I'll remember for us. It was a logbook, shopkeeper. Does it feel familiar in your hands? Hang on, sorry, what's going on? I'm hearing oh, no, I'm I, I, for me. a second. I see what you're going for. Uh... The the plan of walking him through his day and stuff like that. Yeah, we oh, found him. Oh yeah, having him. him meditate. Uh, I think, I think, I can do this myself. Good. Here's a logbook. Bye. I'm going to be upstairs pondering whether or not I have free will and letting my soul on fire. 
I have to go call Alice. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've also got will. a box to go and drop random things into. Yeah. Alice, does my life have meaning? <laughs> uh, honey, are you out of ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Woman, no. I am your meaning. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> am I evil? <laughs> oh, it's one of those two you're am having really one of those days. Am I really alive or am I just controlled by some higher being? Oof, okay, now we're good. <laughs> uh, Every decision I make just feels like a roll of the dice. It's turtles all the way down. <laughs> um, okay, uh, once we, I have the room... I, I'm just going to, like, give a, a dramatic pause, look him dead in the eye. Diedrich, Diedrich von Oden. Um, his eyes just... You know you know when you've been looking for a word, you've forgotten, like, a specific word, which means something, like, your brain just, like, fuzzes up, and then once you once it comes to you, everything just clears and your eyes go wide. That's what uh, happens to him. I his keep eyes going. just go pop. As I see them pop, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep this jiffy pop on the stove. I don't know if that reference goes across the pond. But wow, nope. stove cooked popcorn. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> you and your family, Wilbur, Percival, and Franklin von Erden, gave your mortal souls, and became undying beings, in order to save this town and perhaps this very realm. From the incursion of terrible moths. For some reason you have forgotten this. And I think your brothers are calling you home each night. You send letters to the postmail asking for help. As you've done so for decades upon decades. But that time is done. I am your descendant. And your family calls you home. Dietrich. Yes. Yes, that was, that was my name. Ah, I, li- I lived in this town so long ago. I then the 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 terror in the sky. They 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 came through the the, the moth creatures. I they, they started killing everybody, and I I I sent sent my 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 partner away, my my Wilhelmina, and um, our, our newborn newborn boy. <laughs> the look on his face. <laughs> He's clutching they, his they, heart. They, <laughs> they said I was I was crazy for uh, partner partnering up with your auntie, but uh, you know what? I just I just like the way she slithered. That's all. Uh, for the listeners, the DM is perched on my chest, ripping my rib cage apart <laughs> and pulling at my internal organs. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I send them away to be safe, and uh, I, I, I hoped they they would make it out. Uh, that, that's uh, maybe that's what kept me sane all these years. The knowledge that they could have made it out. My my brothers, they after a while they went mad. They lost their minds riding in the sky every night. Maybe they want to die too. We need their phylacteries, don't we? Uh, y- yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I think I know where they, they may be. Um, but we need a, a, a key to unlock it. Uh, there was a, a, a ring, a family ring we used to have, which, uh, 
I th we must have used to lock the safe so that only only one of us could be able to finish it. I don't know uh, where that might have been, though. What Willie, like, bites his, like, chomps down on his teeth, like, gritting him slightly, thinking about that conversation about destiny. And, uh, slips the ring off of his finger. Like a ring that he just found in the desert and impulsively put on of himself. Says, uh, does it look like this? Does it look like this? <laughs> yes, yes, that, that, that is it. And then he looks between you and, like, between the ring and you, uh, and goes, Revelin Von Erden, is it? Yeah. He did make it out. They all did. I mean, I, I don't know how many generations there are in between you and them, but I hope they were happy. Uh, Willie feels just a, like, thunderstorm of emotions, but he reaches out, hugs... Diedrich, I think is what he's going to call him. And uh, just says softly, they are. They are. In, in now that let's case, get you to the afterlife. I think I've waited long enough. Yeah, stop, stop putzing around, old man. And he gently ribs him. You hear a, a snap. Yeah, no, you, you don't have much time. Come on, bud. <laughs> uh, and then I'll hustle upstairs. Oh, hey, how'd it go? Uh, Simmond, you are currently muted. Oh, hey, how'd it go? Oh, was Simmond uh, just waiting upstairs? For... Oh, yeah, of course, because you, we you like, were by yourself, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, I... Yeah. I, he, he'll use his, two of his charges a message to message both of them, like, I think I just met my dad. Or my bio... I don't know. He's... His name is Diedrich. And, like, he, you can't see Willie's smile. Or I guess you do. You do see, like, as the message comes across, he's not saying anything, but his, like, face sort of turns into a smile. Now let's go kill my family. <laughs> okay. Hip, hip, hooray. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, Dietrich... Uh, yeah, uh, Dietrich leads you back to the curiosity shop. And... Um, on one of the tables in there is just a big black box. Um, and he says, well, they may be in here. It's uh, what, what, what we call a, a safe of safety. It's uh, practically unopenable aside from the, the right object. So if it's going to be anywhere, uh, they'll be in here. Uh, and he, uh, he will hold up the ring and place it on top of the the box and it slides open and within it are four effectively urns um, each one engraved with initials so you have a, a a w a p an f and a d all of them with a v u all right well let's do the damn thing uh i can can all of this have taken up until when the riders normally come at night oh absolutely yeah cool uh so we'll say maybe we have to kill like 10 minutes but uh i'm out waiting in front with the urns lined up on the ground and uh, i guess waiting for my maybe uncles to show up somewhere between uncle and great uncle 
So yeah, you 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 spend however long it is until sunset, just whiling away the time. Maybe, um, Willie, maybe you're just trying to find out a bit more about. Um, I don't think Willie wants that. You're not. He has so much okay, anger. You spend in the his time heart. talking about that spider in the corner again. He is yeah. He is so afraid of this meeting going sour that he just is quietly waiting to kill his maybe dad. Again, <laughs> like, Willie has spent so many hours watching spiders, like sharing that with your maybe papa. Like that 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 is a good enough day for Willie. One pure good memory. Uh, yeah, and then when they show up, um, Willie just waves and uh, is going to cast Summon Shadow Spawn to summon a bunch of little tiny wraiths. Uh, whereas, like, his dark magic comes out of him just so everybody can, like, go together and go at the exact same moment instead of having to smash urns one at a row. <laughs> <laughs> like that seems kind of weird but uh yeah i i like i don't hug my potential papa but i do like pat him on the back and like you know i'm i like being a little bit of a baby psychopomp ferrying people to the dead and i go 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 hang out with your brothers and in that moment when i see them go together I destroy the phylacteries, throw in a dispel magic, remove curse, like truly scatter them to the desert winds. Uh, we'll give we'll give them a quick moment before that happens, though, so they can you know say oh, hi. Oh yeah, yeah, do an epilogue, but that, yeah. that's what Willie. I ready in uh, action. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so in those few moments, um, Dietrich walks over to the other three who have gotten off their horses the horses kind of dispel into nothingness they seem to know what's going on and he looks at them and just says brothers and they give him a nod back and then that front one you were talking to earlier willie just looks over at you and says the oldest and the only family or death one of the two i hope it's family same, same thing though isn't it <laughs> uh, t t tell me about it unk um, but Dietrich takes one look back at you and just says, Thank you, son. Oh, shit, you are my dad. And then, like, I've oh. already activated the spells, and then... <laughs> he goes, wait, no, no, no. <laughs> wait, no, I love you now. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so yeah. You, the, all the, the phylacteries are destroyed by your magic, and they all just crumble into dust. Um, merging with each other on the wind as they blow out of town rather annoying a tumbleweed as it tries to cross the road poor tumbleweed <laughs> freaking tumbleweed the, the tumbleweed is the real victim I it's already got a hard guy. leg <laughs> uh, I look back at my party members as they, yeah, I'm sure they clearly heard the thanks son uh, and I just say uh, happy birthday to me and with that, I think that's probably quite a quite a nice moment to end the episode. Uh, thank you for listening. Thanks, players, for playing along. Um, next week, I'm sure, is going to be another doozy, so listen out for that. Uh, if you want to leave a review, uh, please do on any podcast platform of your choice, and we will scrape the bottom of the barrel for all the nice ones. 
but for the time being, let's say a big, wait, we we say howdy for hello. What's what's goodbye in cowboy? Y'all come back now. You here? <laughs> That's the one. So from uh, from Willie. Y'all come back now. You here? From Jade. Just like they had the ghost horse, you even had Margaret the sable. What is free will? <laughs> There is no free will. We are just repetitions of patterns, which are beautiful reverberations of the fucking droplets that make up the universe. <laughs> from Simmond. Stay safe now, y'all. And from me. Y'all now, y'all come back now, you har. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hi. My name is Jurian Arney, and I'm a licensed clinical social worker and host of the Cultivative Conversation podcast. Join me as I engage listeners in conversation about mental health-related topics and use questions designed to assist with exploring things of gratitude, nostalgia, sharing, and learning, to normalize mental hygiene, and to invoke togetherness and intimacy through conversation. I hope to talk to you soon. Hi, I'm Tavin Allen, award-winning comedian and podcaster and host of the Comedy Above the Pub podcast. For over 15 years, my producer Darcy and I have talked to comedians, musicians, actors, politicians, a doctor even turned up in there for some reason. But all of our guests have one thing in common. They all have a funny story to tell. So listen to Cat P for free wherever you get your podcasts or for full video episodes and bonus content every week. Go to patreon.com slash podcast. When you listen to Cat P, you're in for a good time.